This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, January 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, U.S. defense officials say they are worried about an insider attack or other threat from service members involved in securing President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration, prompting the FBI to vet all of the 25,000 National Guard troops coming into Washington for the event. The massive undertaking reflects the extraordinary security concerns that gripped Washington following the deadly January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol by pro-Trump's rioters. Uh, It underscores fears that some of the very people assigned to protect the city over the next several days could present a threat to the incoming president and other VIPs in attendance. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy told the Associated Press on Sunday that officials are conscious of the potential threat and that he warned commanders to be on the lookout for any problems within their ranks as the inauguration approaches. So far, however, he and other leaders say they have seen no evidence of any threats and officials said the vetting hadn't flagged any issues. We continually, uh, we're continually going through the process and taking second and third looks at every one of the individuals assigned to the operation, McCarthy said in an interview after he and other military leaders went through an exhaustive three-hour security drill in preparation <clears throat> for uh, Wednesday's inauguration. He said guard members are also getting training on how uh, they can identify potential insider threats. About 25,000 members of the National Guard are streaming into Washington from across the country, at least two and a half times the number for previous inaugurals. And while the military routinely reviews service members for extremist connections, the FBI screening is in addition to any previous monitoring. Delaware residents who are not currently eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine nevertheless received it at a mass vaccination event attended by Governor John Carney officials, uh, according to state officials. The Division of Public Health said after Saturday's vaccination event that screening would be tightened for vaccination events on Sunday and Monday and those uh, not in the state's top priority phase 1A, which is limited to health care workers and long-term care residents and staff might be turned away. It's unclear how ineligible people were allowed to get the vaccine on Saturday's drive-through event at the Division of Motor Vehicles in Dover. Carney's office billed the event as a phase 1A vaccination clinic and Delaware sprints as Delaware sprints to vaccinate individuals in phase 1A. Officials previously said that phase 1B targeting frontline essential workers and people over 65 years of age was expected to begin by the end of the month. Near the end of the event, the number of first responders arriving slowed down, so the decision was made to try to get some people 65 years or older to come through. The organizers wanted to use all of the vaccine they had, so they dipped down into group 1B and they had a senior community in Dover bring over about 100 seniors to be vaccinated. As more vaccination sites open with limited doses, officials are asking for patients from those trying to get an appointment. In New Jersey, the Marstown Mall megasite opens Monday after a soft opening on Friday, and organizers urged people to make appointments using Virtua's online portal. During a media tour of the site on Friday, Executive Vice President and COO of Virtua Health, John Matzinger, said they've never seen volume like this in their system, and it's shutting them down, so people need to be patient. State officials say the number of eligible people in New Jersey far exceeds the number of doses available, so appointments may be hard to come by. In Philadelphia, organizers at the Pennsylvania Convention Center vaccination site say they could be vaccinating more people if they had more doses. City health officials say while they are still vaccinating healthcare workers in phase 1A, they are making plans to uh, when to begin phase 1B, adding that they're constrained by receiving 20,000 doses per week. Dr. Anthony Fauci said the vaccines developed by AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson could be weeks away from being evaluated 
created by the Food and Drug Administration. In sports this morning. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs wrapped up last night with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Saints in New Orleans. Tom Brady helped to keep the Buccaneers moving in, moving on in the NFL playoffs, and the Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, is headed home. Brady and the Bucs offense turned three of four Saints turnovers into touchdowns, and Tampa Bay beat New Orleans 30-20. to Earlier in the day, the Kansas City Chiefs held on to beat the Cleveland Browns, winning with backup quarterback Chad Henney 22-17. The Chiefs lost starting quarterback Patrick Mahomes to a concussion in the third quarter and his availability for next weekend is uncertain. On Saturday, the Buffalo Bills beat the Baltimore Ravens to advance to the AFC Championship, while in the NFC, the top-seeded Green Bay Packers beat the LA Rams. The Sixers and the Thunder had their game last night in Oklahoma City postponed because of contact tracing within the Sixers. Uh, The team did not meet the minimum roster requirement of eight players. The contact tracing is connected to Saturday's loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Sixers have been battling against a postponement for more than a week after guard Seth Curry tested positive for COVID-19 on January 7th. The Sixers are scheduled to play the Boston Celtics in a two-game set in South Philly starting on Wednesday night. After winning their first two games of the season, the Flyers return to home ice tonight to play the Buffalo Sabres. First, li- front, first line center Sean Couturier will be out for a minimum of two weeks with a rib injury. The puck is set to drop at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks, Kath. And uh, we welcome you, everyone, to a Monday morning with President Steve. Show Martin Luther King Jr. Day, by the way, today. So we will actually not be doing uh, the No Sad Dough today. No. That returns tomorrow. Wait for everybody to get in attendance and get ready for that. So just a heads up on that in case you were waiting for your chance to win today. We resume that tomorrow morning. Uh, hopefully everybody had a good weekend. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up this morning with uh, one of those little bumps on the end of my tongue. That, oh, uh, man. Just makes things a wonderful joy. I just saw something. There's a new device um, that they're advertising that is a cold sore remover. Really? Yes. Well, I guess would that be considered a cold sore? I always thought that's on your lip. Like an isn't the uh, isn't it an ulcer on your tongue? I don't know. It just remo- it removes it your tongue. Is I what it does. Always uh, known it as a little bump that's probably so minuscule, but feels like it weighs yeah. about oh. the size of a cinder block, and it's always yeah. in the most inopportune area. Yeah. Of course, right in the sweet spot. All right, yep. Can you pop those? Can you take oh a pin to it? Oh and... my god! Uh, well, listen. <laughs> as as a kid, I would try to like you know. Bite Chew it, it off. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was always counterproductive. Yeah. That did nothing but make it worse. I'm going to guess that no case, All but right. that's a guess. You know, I mean, you were I, trying to I, carry I on know. the medical tradition of your father. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just if Just it's a problem, chew it off. Gnaw it off. Oh, God. Uh, here, it says canker source. Yeah, I saw no, canker source were on, on uh, your mouth, but. Yeah. Uh, it says, no one knows what causes these small, painful blisters inside your mouth. Triggers mm-hmm. include hypersensitivity, infection, hormones, blah, 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 blah. See, it, uh, it's up on, Well, it says, yeah, they can, they can show up on the tongue. Okay. Cheek and even your gums. There you go. They get all over the place. Yeah. All right. So I had, uh, somebody had said before that it was like a... Um, like, a, it was your taste bud. One of your taste buds was... Oh, it was uh, like inflamed yeah. or something? Yeah, I heard that before, That's too. what it feels like. I mean, it just feels like one of those standard little ridges on your on your, yeah. tongue, your taste bud or whatever has yeah, just right. uh, gotten pissed off and decided to get all huffy about things. <laughs> I don't know. Taste buds all engorged. Anyhow, that's all. That's, what I, that's what's going on in my world. Yeah. Welcome to it. Welcome Monday to my morning. mouth. 
We have a new uh, Word of the Week prize. That's uh, the main thing I want to mention. We have 20 digital movie downloads for you. And they include a bunch of stuff like 300, Beetlejuice. It's all over the place. So Blade, Buddy Games, Fat Man, Full Metal Jacket, The Goonies. Wow. And Tenet even. So it's 300. It runs the gamut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For a complete list, you can click contest at uh, WMMR.com. We'll do the letter. Of the day at the end of the program, and we will have a word by the time we get to Friday, and that's the whole deal on that. Uh, it is not an inflamed taste bud. Oh, it's okay. just an FYI. I okay. thought so. No, Let's... it's a, a painful, uh, an inflamed taste bud, they said, is just a painfully inflamed taste bud. Canker sores are little ulcers uh, that are in the lining of your mouth. Well, then then, then this must be an inflamed taste bud. Oh, you think? No, that, that, the ulcer and the canker sore is different than the inflamed taste bud. Then, then I don't think this is an ulcer or a, oh. uh, I think it's just an inflamed taste bud. Okay, can you well, chew it off so we can biopsy it? Let's try it right now. Yeah, yeah. chew it off of a biopsy. Yeah, anyway, uh, so uh, anyhow, we have some stuff to get to this morning. We are going to uh, make sure you're up to speed on all celebrity things when yes. we return. I know yeah. that's important. Actually, some pretty intense things did happen over the weekend, so we'll get to that. And uh, we'll have a stupid question, give some stuff away, and so on. So let's take a break, come back with all that good stuff. We will be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us on this Monday morning. We shall return shortly. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Stephen's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped twinkle twinkle rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sunset when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Stephen's exclusive twinkle twinkle rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Stephen's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question. We are going to give away a digital download of the hilarious romantic comedy Sister of the Groom with Tom Everett Scott and Alicia Silverstone. Question that I have for you this morning is, Mark Twain, what was his birth name? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Mark Twain, what was his birth name? I was thinking about him the other day because we had... Um, Tanya Roberts, remember the erroneous report of her being deaf? Yes. And a lot of people were saying the uh, reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. It was Mark Twain who had said that. That's right, yeah. Let's see if you know his birth name. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. I will go through some birthdays. What we're waiting for that answer today is Monday, January 18th. And we have uh, Jane Horrocks. Now, I mentioned that name she was on the show Absolutely Fabulous. Yes. I'm only familiar with the show. I did not watch the Ad show. Fab for the initiated project. Correct. Yeah. So she played Bubble. Now, was that one of the main characters? Bubble might have been the daughter. I don't know. All right. Uh, She's no, 57. No. Okay, Bubble's probably a, a friend because I did watch the show fairly regularly. Okay. But it's been a while. And yeah. I, I love the movie that came out. But uh, Bubble is not ringing a bell. Ab Fab. So she is, uh, Jane Horrocks is uh, 57 today. If you're an Ab Fab fan, you probably know who that is. Uh, here's a big one. Kevin Costner's birthday. Yesterday. Oh, my God. Costner celebrates his uh, 66th birthday today. Is this from uh, For Love of the Game? No, nah, Tin Cup. Tin Cup, that's it. I know we played a couple of Love of Tin Cups. Uh, pieces of music from moments in films that have a, a triumphant uh, scene. 
Although his was kind of triumphant. Uh, yeah, it was he, actually pretty stupid in Tin Cup. Yes. Dude gave away the U.S. Open. I know. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, there's a pretty amazing thing uh-huh. that happens. Yeah. I, I had a love-hate relationship with that movie because as a golfer, right. he does so many stupid things in that movie that a professional golfer would absolutely never, ever, ever do. But I have since... Come to overlook that, and I love that. Well, he's movie. portrayed as as like a like a loose cannon yeah. who who f's himself up because of his attitude. But um, anybody with any grasp on right. sanity wouldn't do what he did. Yeah, in the movie. What's your but, favorite? What's your so? I'll, t- I'll I'll tell you a guilty pleasure. Okay. Kevin Costner scene for me is when he encounters the bodyguard of Whitney Houston in the bodyguard, the former one mm-hmm. who he's in, he's having he's cutting an apple in the kitchen. Oh. And they have a little fight exchange. I didn't. I, no, I, I maybe it, saw that movie one time, so I don't remember. So it. the guy comes in, he, he charges at him, and Costner's sort of like effortlessly taking him out, and then yeah. he just he like holds a chair over his his uh, you know throat and says, yeah. "I don't want to talk about this." Oh, really? Yeah. And then that, that's it. Okay. But it's a cool scene. But you, we've talked about a number of his great movies. I yeah. dig uh, older Kevin Costner. Uh, so I do dig I. The, the the roles that he's playing. Um, there's pa sh- Kent. Yeah, well, that yeah. one, um, but also, uh, oh, jeez, oh, Yellowstone. He's, Yellowstone's uh, he's, great. He's the, he's the patriarch in Yellowstone. And then there was another one. I just saw him, and I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, yeah, I like him. I like yeah. older Kevin Costner. Yeah, I, I like the, the whole the whole run of him, man. He's he's great. I'm talking about, you know, usually every every time his birthday rolls around, but there's a movie that, that wasn't one of his big ones. It's The Guardian. It's about the... Ashton Kutcher. Uh, the the uh, Coast Guard divers. It's great. It was way better yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Uh, he is celebrating his 66th birthday today, Mr. Costner. Mark Messier's birthday today. Wow. Uh, NHL player, obviously, one of the all-time greats. He celebrates his uh, 60th birthday today. I saw him at the Winter Classic um, here Yeah, and got up close to him. Yeah, we were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was in the dugout. Yep, he came walking by. We're like, dude, it's Messier right there. He's a legend, you know? Mr. Messier. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, Jesse L. Martin, great actor, Law and Order, uh, and a stage performer too. He Incredible did, he, singer. Yeah, he was in the movie Rent. Yeah, and he sings it, your. Doesn't he sing your wedding song? He does. Yes. Okay. Which uh, which was um, uh, everyone I'll, has AIDS. I'll cover you. No, not everyone. <laughs> oh no, that was from uh, Team America. <laughs> from a stage show called Lease, yeah. not Rent. Very right. similar. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are you finding time? that? Yes. Oh my god, that is it's that movie is wrong yeah. on so many levels. For the you first ready? time, as man and wife. Here we go. Everyone has ace. Ace, ace, ace. Ace, 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 Everyone has ace. All right. Uh, so Jesse L. <laughs> Martin is uh, 52 today. Uh, Jonathan Davis, who has been in this very studio before, uh, from the band Corn, <laughs> Responsible for one of our favorite sound clips. Wait! Oh, that's not fart. No! Oh, where's Corn Farts? Corn Fart. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, no, it's missing. Uh, <laughs> no, we got it, Kat. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, don't worry. She's don't about to start worry, crying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a big birthday for him. He is uh, 50 years old huh. today. Yeah. Um and yeah, he was he was kind of a quiet guy, but he was nice. I thought he I, I thought he was um 
He was more talkative than I thought he was going to be, to be honest. Yeah, we heard it was going to be a, a, a bit of a difficult interview. It was not. Not he at was all. very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So he's one of these people that takes a uh, little bit of time in answering. But he was good. Yeah, it was early in the morning. And for any rock star, yeah. early in the morning is difficult. Is this it? I hope so. You're not. There you go, Kath. <laughs> That's actually oh, the deluxe edition Ooh. case. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jonathan Davis. Uh, And then Jason Siegel has a birthday today. Uh, He is uh, 41. I listen to, because it's on my daughter's, like, regular playlist, but Manor a Muppet, I I listen to it at least once a week. It won the Grammy, right? Yeah. Or not the Grammy, the Oscar for Best uh, Original Song in a movie. uh, Manor a Muppet? Yeah. Am I a man? It's it's from the Muppet movie that he wrote. And it won an Oscar for It won an Oscar because, all right, so the one guy uh, from... Jermaine Clement, what was that show called on HBO? Please help me out. Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the guy from Flight of the Concords like wrote a lot of the songs in the uh, in that movie, and there's a song that won an Oscar for best song of the year. Yeah, really, best original song. Okay, all right. I'll take your word for that. I find it hard to believe, but you know, hey, why not? uh, I will uh, try and verify if if you can. I'm just curious. Did you watch that show? Jason Siegel's an Oscar winner. I never knew that. Yeah, uh, neither did I. Yeah. Did you watch that show that uh, took place here in Philadelphia? You know what? It's a no. hunt? And I need to. And Marissa did. Visually, it looked amazing. Uh, story-wise, not so much. It, Visually, because it was very cool. It was like a love letter to Philadelphia. It's a very offbeat story, very right? Very offbeat. Yeah. Marissa? Yeah, and I regret. I got a tweet from the show because I followed everybody on it um, asking me to, like, participate in some weird thing. If you, if you watch the show, you'll understand how it's this, like, weird storyline about, um, like, getting into, like, a big game kind right. of. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and in the last episode, they showed videos of people who participated. I was so mad. You could have been on the damn show. Yeah. How about that? Oscar winner, 2012, Best Achievement in Music, Written for Motion Pictures, Original Song for the song Man or Muppet. There There you go. Now, here's the deal. Jason Siegel did not win that. It was Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concourse who won Okay, I hate you so much. But Jason (laughs) performed it. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, then, okay, now you redeemed yourself. All right. Uh, (laughs) So, happy birthday, Mr. Siegel, 41 years old today. All right. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. We're looking for the name, the birth name of Mr. Mark Twain. 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Laura. See if she knows. Hey, Laura, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, wonderful. Laura, do you know what um, uh, Mark Twain's birth name was? Uh, yes, Samuel, Samuel Clemens. Correct, Samuel Clemens. <laughs> Hang on just a second. Laura, we have got a digital download of the hilarious romantic comedy, That's Sister funny. of the Groom. What was that? Yeah, oh, I've got Nick's. My God. Uh, I, I digital, hilarious romantic comedy, Sister of the Groom, starring Tom Everett Scott and Alicia Silverstone. My ass hurts. <laughs> Is that what he said? Stream yeah. it instantly on your smart TV or favorite device. I'll explain in a moment. And, and the Redbox app today, rated R from Paramount Pictures. So Nick is at home today. This is, this is like a grape. <laughs> he's, not, he's not feeling well, but we have a broadcast unit set up at his house. Only he couldn't hear us before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and so where he comes up on the mixing board here is the same place that his day-to-day microphone is. And I automatically, without even thinking about it, always sure. turn all the microphones on and turn them up. 
Well, I had Nick up at that point. I don't know if Nick can hear us or not because he was hearing other things before. A couple of tech issues. And therefore, he may have been, I don't know, talking to his dog or something like that. Uh, and I had a dog? Up. I dog? don't know if he has a dog or not. I just use that as <laughs> an example. Where did he get a dog? He's <laughs> got a cat. Is a cat. All right, whatever. How about the He's entertainment? Got a Saint Bernard? How about the entertainment report? Let's get into that. All right. So uh, at the box office this weekend, number one was The Marksman, the Liam Neeson led film with three point two million dollars. I'm a marksman. Followed by uh, Crudes, a new age. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Crudes, a new age. How many weeks in the top ten? At least eight now. Yeah. Right? Uh, then you have uh, Wonder Woman 1984, News of the World. That's the Tom Hanks movie, Tom Hanks. Right? I wanted to watch it over the weekend. I didn't get a chance to do it. Casey saw it. What did you think of it, Case? It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's well a great imagine. movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Monster Hunter was five, followed by Fatal, uh, Promising Young Woman, Master, Emperor's New Groove at nine. And then uh, number 10 is The War with Grandpa. Uh, we're going to start with this. Dustin Diamond, uh, his former Saved by the Bell castmates, are sending him love and healing amid his hospitalization and battle with stage four cancer. Uh, Mario Lopez shared a throwback and a recent shot of his buddy writing, I connected with Dustin earlier this evening, and although the news of his diagnosis is heartbreaking, we remain positive that he'll overcome this, praying for him and his family for a speedy recovery. God bless. Uh, Tiffany Thiessen echoed uh, his good wishes on Instagram story along with a picture and wrote, thinking of you, Dustin. He was hospitalized last week after feeling terrible all weekend and feeling pain all over his body. His team shared his diagnosis on January 14th. They had said Dustin will disclose more information once it is available and a plan moving forward is made. We ask everyone to respect Dustin's privacy during this difficult time. All positivity and prayers are appreciated. Uh, Diamond is already going through chemo. In October, he had reportedly told a member of his team that he had a lump on his throat, but was afraid to go to the hospital because of COVID. Uh, he is uh, obviously best known for Screech on Saved by the Bell. It was yes. recently rebooted, and he's one of the few cast members not to return. He had told TMZ of the brush-off, it's something that we put so much time and effort into. How can you have Saved by the Bell without Screech, right? I mean, it seems like there's a missed opportunity there. I, I thought they'd made arrangements at some point to have him on, you know, if not a continuing cast member that's about red right you would think so screech yeah but the thing is it's a, it's a reboot in a different way I, i've actually disconnected from it are you still watching it marissa yeah second here marissa i binged it it was cute yeah okay. i like that it took the storyline of the original one and has kind of like progressed progressed it like it did everything it needed to do for the people the original viewers yeah plus it was good for new viewers and now it's moving on yep um, so we'll keep an eye, obviously, on what's going on with uh, Dustin Diamond, and, and hopefully uh, his chemo will go well. Happy birthday to Betty White. Yeah. The iconic actress turned 99 yesterday, and she was flooded with messages of love and appreciation from her famous friends and fans on social media. I mean, like, everybody was wishing Betty. It kind of seems like a universal yeah. love for Betty White. Yep. So I think only terrorists don't like Betty White. The celebrated star whose entertainment career began in 1939 near the dawn of television itself. Yeah. The dawn of man. Has been a part of many beloved TV shows and movies throughout her eight decades in show business and has amassed countless close friends as a result. Many of her colleagues took to Twitter and Instagram to commemorate the uh, comedy icon and her honor in uh, and honor her incomparable legacy, including her fellow Mary Tyler Moore star, uh, Ed Asner. Uh, he had written, I still get warm when I see this look. He I think everyone... 
I'm sorry, everyone else is gone from that cast, right? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, alongside a uh, screenshot from their time together on the beloved sitcom in the mid-1970s, he wrote, Happy 99, baby. You are a testament to living life on your own terms. Sending you a great big socially distanced kiss. I love you, Betty White. I wonder how old Ed Asner is. He's, they've got to be got to be up there in age. They were sort of contemporaries on the show. She played the nympho on Mary Tyler Moore. Um, if you remember her character, I think it was Sue Ann. Oh, really? Yeah. So she was a real. She was very promiscuous. Oh, so okay. she was the Blanche. Yeah, yeah. basically. Okay. In fact, initially, I believe it might have been in the um, uh, in the pilot for uh, Bosom Buddies. She did play Blanche. Bosom Buddies. Uh, not Buzz and Buzz, I'm sorry, Golden Girls. Oh. But but um she did play Blanche. No kidding. And they her and Rue McClanahan, they they switched roles. I saw that this morning on the Rue ended up playing Fredo. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She got passed over. <laughs> no way. Um, I'm a golden girl. But uh, but yeah, they initially right. were gonna have her play the part of uh, of Blanche. And you were talking about Ed Asner, he is featured in uh, Cobra Kai. You're right. Johnny Lawrence. Johnny's dad. Well, stepdad. I forgot about that. Yeah. The world is one big circle, Simba. Uh, So, uh, Craig Ferguson, who has long been an outspoken fan and admirer of the actress and has worked beside her in an episode of Hot in Cleveland and had her on his guest uh, at the Late Late Show many times, paid tribute as well with a photo of them sitting side by side. He wrote, happy birthday to my pal, Betty White. And uh, he said, the sweetest, dearest, kindest, funniest person I've ever had the good fortune to work with. Uh, This year, she is celebrating her birthday in quarantine, like so many others, to stay safe. Uh, The actress shared an update uh, with E.T. last Tuesday on how how she's planning to celebrate the milestone mid-pandemic. She said, you probably didn't ask, but I'll tell you anyway. Uh, She said, what I'm doing, what am I doing for my birthday? Uh, She said, running a mile each morning has been curtailed by COVID, so I am working on getting the pet set re-released. And feeding my two ducks who come to visit me every day. She is a, of course, a massive animal rights supporter. She's been, her and her husband, Alan Ludden, you know, obviously he passed away years ago, mm-hmm. password. They've done a tremendous amount of work uh, for animal stuff. You know what I was reminded of, Preston? Do you remember the movie Lake Placid? Mm-hmm. She played the the woman who had the the lake house. She was actually taking care of the alligator. Yeah. Right? And she also was cursing like crazy in that movie. Is that where we get the meme of her with the gun that says Betty White is not taking your S anymore? No, I don't think so. I think that's from like a Law and Order, but it's appropriate. That's the kind of character she was. So the show The Pet Set was uh, White's syndicated show from the 1970s which uh, tapped into her lifelong love of animals and spotlighted celebrities like Carol Burnett, Mary Tyler Moore, Doris Day, James Stewart, Burt Reynolds. Peter Uh, North. uh, No, not Peter North, but I want to say... uh, uh, Brando as well might have been a part of that. I like uh, I like ducks. And uh, she had as well as their furry friends on board. So uh, dogs, cats, birds, and horses, in addition to a wide range of wild animals, including tigers, bears, elephants, lions, wolves, gorillas, cougars, seals, kangaroos, zebras, and eagles, can both I, in studio and on location. Can I tell you something, Betty? Mm. I love ducks. <laughs> uh, the series was produced by her late husband, Alan Ludden. Oh, and- yeah. Will be released on DVD and streaming platforms on February 23rd to commemorate the show's 50th anniversary. I didn't realize they had gorillas on that show. Mm. I guess so. 
Uh, so a big 99th for uh, Betty White, and it's she's awesome. still going. Great gun, so that, good for her. Honestly, man. if you're going to hit that age, be to oh. be lucid, yeah. to be mobile. If she's doing running, you know, a mile, yeah. even if she walks a mile, even if she can say the word mile at 99, <laughs> that's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, some Army Hammer Hammer stuff. First, the DM leak, and now this. They he apparently had documented his alleged desires, including but not limited to cannibalism, on a secret Instagram account. Oh, Man, no. What? No. How did they find that? I don't know. So the it account... It was... The, the account's named Army Hammer Secret Instagram yeah, yeah. account. <laughs> the account also featured videos of scantily clad women, raw meat, oh. pig's heads, and large knives, <laughs> not to mention complaints about his soon-to-be ex-wife, Elizabeth Chambers. So one of the things that kind of... Uh, Reveals that it's him. Uh, by the way, the the account is titled El Destructo 86. El Destructo? Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote, well, my ex, for a very good reason, wife, is refusing to come back to America with my children. Uh, so I have to go back to Cayman, which sucks, except there are a few silver linings, like effing Mrs. Cayman again while I'm down there. Um, so all this comes after leaks of alleged DMs he sent about rape, cannibalism, and other dark fantasies. And one DM shared by the anonymous Instagram account House Effie, Hammer allegedly told a partner he wished to cut off one of her toes to, quote, keep it with me in my pocket so I always had a piece of you oh my in God. my possession. Like, isn't that usually a lock of hair? <laughs> so so to to touch on the, uh, the Caymans thing, uh, 38-year-old Chambers had been living in the Cayman Islands with their children, Harper and Four. Right, during uh, COVID? Uh, I'm not sure. The 34-year-old Chambers also posted a court order requiring him to take a drug test before he visited Chambers um, and their kids. He wrote, my body is is a finely tuned toxicant processing unit. To be fair, I had THC and benzos in my piss, but who doesn't? <laughs> He is half up. So let me ask you something. When someone talks about this and has imagery and is on the precipice, do you think, okay, they probably could step over into that realm? They probably could do something, especially if they're doing drugs. Or do you see this as just army hammer, a little bit of braggadocio, you know, look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge, I'm a loose cannon, you know. Um, or, or do you think he could take the step over into something really, really vile? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm when someone sure. I, I really don't know. Fixated on it like the way he appears to be, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Um, a little bit, but, mm. you know, whether or not, I mean, you know, talking about it and thinking about it is, is they're, different they're two than different doing things, it. So, yeah. so I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe. I'm not really sure. Uh, he stepped down from a rom-com co-starring Jennifer Lopez amid an ugly uproar over DMs that he allegedly sent uh, women featuring rape and cannibalism fantasies. One of his exes, Courtney uh, Vasukovic, uh, supported the allegations, telling Page Six, he did some things with me that I wasn't comfortable with. For God knows what reason, he convinced me that these things were okay uh-huh. and put me in some dangerous situations where I was not okay uh, where he was heavily drinking, and I wasn't drinking that way, and it scared me, and I didn't feel comfortable. Well, everyone has benzos in their piss, as right. he pointed mm-hmm. out. Uh, Chambers filed for divorce from Hammer in July. So It's funny because he's this blonde, sort of all-American, you know, yeah. button-down kind of guy, Army yeah. Hammer, and there's this pinhead side of him. Lurks beneath. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Phil Spector passed away. 81 years old, the legendary music producer and songwriter as well, uh, the Wall of Sound guy. 
uh, and he was nuts, too, as well. Um, a medical examiner will determine the official cause of death. TMZ reported that Spectre died from COVID-related complications after being transferred from his prison cell. He, what I heard, he had COVID, he got over it, and then it started to come back. He okay. wasn't completely over it, and so the respiratory part of him is what took him out. Of it is what took him out. Right. Uh, Spectre made uh, his name in the 1960s with singles by the Ronettes, the Crystals, Darling Love, and other performers that he discovered. He co- wrote and co-wrote many of the artist's songs. And release him on his own label, which was uh, now. How do you pronounce this? Is it Phil's Records, P H I L L E S, or Files Records, or uh, Phillies Records? I thought it was Phil's Records. Okay. I, I, I go with that. I, I just assume because of his name. Uh, Phil's Records felt like near. Ca- this is Bruce Springsteen had said in a keynote speech at the South by Southwest Music Festival in 2012. He said Phil's Records felt like near chaos, violence coated in sugar and candy, and Phil's greatest lesson was sound. Uh, does, I, this I loved the wall of sound. Sound. I loved that time. I loved that type of um, production that he was doing. He was, you know, as and as we have, we have a couple clips, but um, everybody from the Beatles to Brian Wilson to mm-hmm. so many others were inspired by the sound. But Preston, he was a lunatic, and that was, oh yeah, you know, he's a murderer, of right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yes, he was convicted of murder. We'll we'll go through some of that stuff a little later on, probably. But I'll just I'll just touch on this stuff now. But uh, yeah, his uh, his penchant for firearms proved fatal. Uh, because he he would carry guns around. He was very yep. intimidating. He did some really erratic stuff later in his life. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, it proved fatal when actress Lana Clarkson died at his home in 2003. Uh, he was imprisoned for killing her. Um, he had apparently um, tried to pawn it off as if it was a mistaken, an accidental suicide by her. I think she had taken him home. He shot her in the foyer of his house I, I, as mm-hmm. the story goes but it was clear he was loony and uh i'm sorry but one of the greatest courtroom photos as oh preston and i were waxing nostalgic about it this morning he has this huge bizarre afro looking crop on his head i don't even know how the hell he got <laughs> it but he's sitting there during a trial where he's trying to establish his sanity, yep. and it looks like his head is a balloon. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a wig yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that he's wearing. He, he, he wore wigs a lot, and he decided Kevin. to wear this wow. oh, to, yeah, I to the trial. It's really, really bizarre. Wait, so that was a wig? Yeah. Up until this point, I thought that was his real hair. Yeah, he he wore a variety of wigs for some reason. Okay. It, was, it was his thing. I don't know why, <laughs> but he made a statement by wearing wigs. And, and that uh, statement, Preston? I'm insane. Yeah, yeah. What? What the hell? I. But anyhow, it's hilarious. But yeah. he's a murderer, and uh, he went to jail for it, and uh, he died while in jail. Uh, but we will go through. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the music will be worth reminiscing. It about, is. So yeah. We, we will uh, have a chance to go through that a little bit later. Uh, ever since LeBron James opted to skip going to college and go straight into the professional ranks, he has had a few longstanding brand partnerships that have uh, followed him from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, now to Los Angeles. However, one of these longtime partnerships is now ending as James will be leaving Coca-Cola after over 17 years as an endorser for the company, most notably Sprite. And he is going to be signing a deal with Pepsi. No Holy way. hell. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, Bastard. He, he will become the face of Mountain Dew's new energy drink and also potentially be the pitch man of the brand's signature drink, Pepsi. Did they give you a dollar amount on what uh I haven't seen any, over there? anything like that, but it's got to be obnoxious. I got to um, figure five five figures, right? He, at least. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe, if he's good. I would say at least 
ten thousand dollars. Oh my god! At least. Yeah, yeah, at least a year. I mean, I, <laughs> the money's got to be crazy. <laughs> it's not one lump sum. No, 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 dude. He gets that over yeah. and over yes. and over again. Yeah, every year. Uh, no, the move is a massive one for James as far as his on-court partnership. He had signed a lifetime deal with Nike, uh, but it seems clear that he and his reps uh, either wanted more out of the Coca-Cola deal or Pepsi simply offered them more than Coca-Cola was willing to give them. So, But you, you know it's just got to be monstrously Crazy, huge. crazy money. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sad news. Kaylee Cuoco is mourning the loss of her dog. Ah. Uh, the 35-year-old shared on social media, earth-shattering, deep gut-wrenching pain, I didn't know it was possible. Norman, you're my entire world for 14 years. Uh, she captained two emotional black and white images of herself with her pup. She wrote, "Thanks, uh, thank you for smiling at me as you left this world, uh, confirming for me once again our language was ours alone. You will always have my heart. So just terrible news for her. You lose a pet like that, um, especially if, kills you, you. If, you're, if you've gone through stuff and the pet's always there for you. Correct, yeah. Forget it. It's a and family she's, member. She's been in and out of relationships she and has. stuff like that, so the dog has been by her side. Yeah. That's so terrible. Uh, Mosimo Giannulli. Yay! Is asking for a way out of prison, saying that eight weeks in solitary is extreme. He's currently serving five months for his role in the college admission scheme. His wife, Lori, served two months and is out. Uh, this is according to his lawyer, I believe. It said that the Mr. Giannulli was immediately placed in solitary confinement in a small cell at the adjacent medium security penitentiary 24 hours per day with only three short 20-minute breaks per week. Um, where that's kind of limited. That yeah. is that's that sounds a bit excessive. It yeah. really does. Uh, where he remained for fifty six days before finally being transferred to the camp yesterday. Can can they give him like a uh, like a cellmate? Uh, they note that the fashion designer has tested negative for COVID nineteen less ten, at least ten times and called the conditions far more extreme uh, than what the court recommended. What about one of those monkeys that was stealing stuff in India? Uh, so <laughs> yeah. one of those there yeah. with him. <laughs> Maybe. Something. Yeah. Sorry, he's a friend. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds a bit extreme for the college admissions that's like, thing. That's like uh, serial killer stuff. I mean, stuff. being in a yeah. room yeah. by yourself all day long. For the Varsity Blues oh. thing? Drive you a little nutty. <laughs> what was your deal? I, I cheated on my admissions for yeah, my right. daughter. Mm. And what are you in here for? I decapitated a family of six. Huh. So, we'll see if anything happens with that. I well, fudged her SATs. What did you do? I blew up a hospital. You see these, uh, you know, they, at least they make movies about them where one person goes to jail for one thing. They were normally a, a law-abiding citizen, but... There's one called law-abiding citizen. Uh, yes, yeah. but he actually went to jail on purpose. Yeah. Uh, but then when they're in there, they change. and they come out hard. They, yeah, they come out hard and they're forced to change. There's one movie with the guy from uh, Game of Thrones where, you know, he plays a guy who... Elf. Not that guy. Not okay. uh, no. Um, the, but anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. There was a guy from uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Goes to jail because he got a DUI and and, um, and killed somebody in a DUI. And then in jail, he's forced to pick sides and, you know, basically... Murders somebody oh, in jail to save his own life, and Jamie Lannister. Yeah, that, that actor's name. I forgot his name. So it was. It was. I never did say that movie. Was any good? I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it was, it's like Shot Caller or something like that. Okay, I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, anyhow, well, we'll see if uh, he comes out a hardened man or oh, not. I bet. Yeah. yeah. At least get a prison tattoo. Chrissy Teigen is working through her grief over losing her pregnancy. Her therapist suggested that she bring a new animal into her life. 
And she had tweeted, uh, my therapist says I needed something that I do just for me. And uh, I have absolutely nothing currently. You know, you you never see people uh, when they when they're talking about comfort or animals or animals that are going to be the ones they take in if they're dealing with any sort of trauma. You never see a water buffalo used. Have you noticed that? No, but this is a horse. So Tegan tweeted sharing a shot of a brown horse with a white nose. Yep. She said, today begins my journey into the horse world. Equine therapy is said, actually yeah. a huge thing. Said, I hope this dude likes me. So, yeah, she's starting to uh, to do that. You know who did that and currently does that? Whitney Cummings. You're familiar with uh, the comedic actress? She's very much into that stuff. Says it changed her life around horse therapy, raising a horse and working with horses. Did something traumatic happen to her? Apparently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know specifically what, but it was caused some damage. Uh, more details continue to come out regarding Zack Snyder's Justice League, popularly known as the Snyder Cut. Uh, Snyder's confirmed that his much-talked-about project will not be split up into a miniseries and will instead remain a movie with a whopping four-hour runtime. Oh, I'm down yeah. with that. I'm down with that completely. Yeah. It's a bit of a gamble, though, isn't it? Well, they were going to do it as four separate episodes, but you could you could literally take the take the four hour movie if you wanted to and watch it in two halves. That's what a lot of people did with the Irishman. They uh, they broke it into, into yep. segments, and, yeah. and that, in fact, actually, a um, it was Netflix or whoever put it out had a, a recommendation as to where you want to do the breaks. But I want to watch this. Uh, this is going to be a glorious event. In August, he said it would uh, be available in four parts, lasting one hour each. It was unclear if HBO Max planned on releasing the Snyder Cut all at once or if it would come out in a staggered format, similar to the way Disney Plus drops episodes of The Mandalorian. In December, Snyder revealed that his version of Justice League will likely carry an R rating. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but he says it most likely will be rated R. It's my understanding that Ben Affleck's Batman drops the F-bomb. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Uh, that same month, Snyder announced plans for a March release with the hope that it would receive the same treatment as other Warner Brothers uh, 2021 films by coming out simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. I uh, love I love the... Vi- I love the... the the visuals, Zack Snyder's, you know, visual acumen is so amazing. And uh, if you are a fan of the comic books, there's so much in these movies that is sort of a tribute to you. You know, the the, the way he captures stuff is amazing. Uh, the Snyder Cut is still without a definitive date, but at least fans will who have uh, waited a long time for this film to see the light of day can remain confident that nothing happens to be standing in its way now. So. Pick a friggin' date. You know what they did also? They, they re... Um, they recolor corrected the movie, Preston. They uh, they made it look more like the other movies. Oh, good. So I think that's cool. They've sort of altered the brightness of it. Okay, cool. Uh, and the Karate Kid is being developed as a musical for Broadway. Oh my what? God. With the 1984 film's screenwriter Robert Mark Kamen penning the book and Drew Gasparini writing the music and lyrics. One of the songs is called Cobra Kai Has AIDS. The Cobra Kai Has, has AIDS. AIDS. Wait a minute, Case. You kind of, you kind of went. Uh. No. Uh, wait, with this? Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm. I guess I'm okay with that. Okay. Um. There was a uh, no, no. Keep. Well, you know what's great? You yeah. don't have to go see it. 
You don't you watch know, Yes, yeah. that's it. I was thinking of something the other day that I thought maybe would have been good for a musical, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Right. Give me a moment. Right, while Dragon? I look up uh, Everyone Has AIDS. First. We, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You can just think about this. <laughs> so the Karate Kid will be directed by Japanese director uh, Eamon Miyamoto huh. and choreographed by MTV VMA nominee Keone. I don't know. Not familiar. And uh, Mari Madrid. So does it bother you when they take um, karate or anything like that? And in a movie like West Side Story, remember as a kid, they got gang fights and they're fighting. They're not fighting. They're dancing. Dance fighting, yeah. yeah. Dance fighting. Yeah. Are you okay with dance fighting? Or are you, uh, I mean, um, they're probably going to do dance fighting for the karate kid, right? I don't know. Right. Uh, well, I, I did they do, think so. Did, did they would... do dance boxing for the Rocky musical? Do you remember that? I, that's a good question. Yeah. I Here's the know. deal. Back the in West Side musical. Story. <laughs> And one, and two, and three. Uh. Back during West Side Story, when that was like in, you know, the newest one, you know, they were fighting with step ball change. Now, I mean, they've got people who can do like full on, you know, flips and twists and all that stuff that can actually make it look kind of cool. They actually, like Russ Tamblin, who's in the original West Side Story, is incredibly or was incredibly athletic. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I know what you're saying. They have different. They have different sort of aggressive styles. But we should look to the to the to the Rocky stage though yeah. and see how they did their fights because I don't know how they would. Electrifying, <laughs> mortifying, <laughs> stupefying, <laughs> stupefying. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, crazy for me. Uh, so Sandy came and said, I can't feel my legs. That's Rambo. Sorry. Sorry, I yelled at you, Sandy. You get the roles mixed yeah. up, I would imagine, after a while. Uh, came and said, in part... Uh, I've got to do something to make her love me. <laughs> Maybe if I act like a college guy. <laughs> no, for the track team. But uh, I can't. Because I can't feel my legs! Cayman said in part uh, that uh, <laughs> never in my wildest dreams did I think that this little movie would reach across generations the way that it has, meaning Karate Kid. Yeah. Um, and beyond my wildest dreams did I think uh, what started out as a love letter to my devotion to Okinawan Karate and the man who taught me uh, would become a full-blown Broadway musical. Interesting. So that's kind of about his, that's his. I've never looked into the guy who wrote Karate Kid because he says here, uh, my devotion to Okinawan Karate and the man who taught me. So huh. maybe it's not fully his story, but it was but based... inspired by. Yeah. I didn't know that. So we talked about John G. Avinson, who who directed Rocky, directed that as well. Uh oh, really? Yeah, the Karate Kid. I did not know that. It's a, it could have been a. and a plastic Right now, no vocabulary. No vocabulary. Uh, so anyhow, we'll see if the Karate Kid actually turns into a stage show or not. Do you know anybody who did see the uh, Broadway Rocky? No. I never did. Uh, well, we're watching it right now. I never They're... did do much of 
uh, research onto how it how it was. We're looking we're looking at clips of it, and it looked yeah. like the fight was just a fight, not a dance fight. It so. looks terrible. It does look terrible. I'm alone in my apartment now. <laughs> this is cup and link. I will sit down for some spaghettios. <laughs> Woe is me. They did show the scene in the in the in the pet, in the pet shop. Yeah, where I guess he goes into. Uh, to meet with uh, Adrian. Adrian's pretty good looking. Uh, yeah, she's uh, much more attractive than. Uh... They less mousy. Yeah, yeah. I want to kiss you. <laughs> I want. I, I want to stop you from leaving the apartment by force and then kiss you. Oh my god, <laughs> that is uncomfortable. I want to hold the door closed and then force myself on you, but respectfully. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a different time. The rest is history. Uh, we're ready for clips. I oh think. yay! Uh, so. We're going to start with this one. In the Marksman, a former Marine attempts to cope with the tragedies that have engulfed his life while trying to protect a boy on the run from a dangerous cartel. In this clip, Liam Neeson discusses what intrigued him about the main character. You think we're going to get the, the really quiet? I think I think we're going to get one a little bit more like this. Okay, let's hear it. Here we go. I like the fact that he's, uh, he's a hurt individual. He served his country in Vietnam. He was a Marine. He's about to lose his little ranch, his cattle and stuff. He's lost his wife. And then he meets this kid that's been a spoiler alert, but he ends up trying to help this young boy. And I think it opens him up. Walker told me I have AIDS. Uh, the Marksman is in theaters uh, now, by the way. It's not just one kid, right? It's one of the box office. It's the, the kid and the mom, right? Don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I really haven't seen it, and I didn't read the script. All right, next clip. Here we go. Wanda Maximoff and Vision attempt to conceal their powers and live the ideal suburban life in the town of Westview after mm. the events of Avengers Endgame and WandaVision. In this clip, Elizabeth Olsen discusses what is in store for her character's growth and evolution throughout the series. Here we go. When I say coming-of-age story for her, it's more of like coming-of-woman-age story. Like, you know, you start to come to terms with your past and who you are and take accountability for things and um, kind of coming to terms with yourself. Yeah! New episode of WandaVision premieres uh, Friday on Disney+. Plus. Is it going to be one episode per week or are they going to roll out two because they're only 30 minutes? I, I think it's one episode per week. <sighs> I, I think it's one episode per week. Um, really, really unique. Very unique. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed both episodes, but it's one of those things where you know something's coming. Mm-hmm. Because they're dropping these weird hints, and yeah. you're like, okay, where's this? But I liked just itty you... bitty little moments. Yes, just little moments. You're like, okay, yeah, you're right. It's gonna get. It's it's gonna have you hang on. And having no idea is kind of a cool thing. Yep. All right, and that's the entertainment report for now. We are gonna take a break. We'll come back in a moment. The sun is coming up. We're looking at a decent day. We'll uh, spend the time together on a Monday as we get back into the routines of the work week. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Uh, there's no sad in your dough, is there? There is not, sir. There is not. Nice. Yes, cash money. I'm awesome now because I've won $500. You have indeed. Good money. No sad dough. Robert, what's up? I just won $500. Ah! Nice job, my man. $500 with no sad dough. 
listen even hours weekdays. That's 8 and 10 a.m., noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Get the keyword and text it to 45911 or enter it via WMMR.com or our app to also get qualified for the $10,000 grand prize. No, Santa! $500 on 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks, you guys are awesome. I appreciate that, and I hope the money comes in handy. It will. Thank you very much, sir. See official rules at WMMR.com. Uh, yeah, Nick, are you, you there? Can we indeed hear you? I believe so. Can oh, you hear there me? we go. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick's at home. Nick's not feeling too good today. Did you get your, your Pearl Jam song that went out to you, Nick? I did, yeah. Thank you, guys. That made me feel bad. I got my imaginary little dog here. I'm petting him. <laughs> I was using that as an example. It was an example! Dog or cat or what, man? Eating grapes. I don't know what else they said, but yeah, no, I'm just... I'm, All right. I'm feeling like crap, but here's the funny thing. Like, you can work from home and be sick now, and so that's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. Well, you can... Uh, you, you don't have to... Just check in when you, when you need to check in, so... Yeah, we'll... and hold your hand over the microphone so we don't get anything. Yeah. All right. Ed Asner is 91. 91. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. A lot younger than on the uh, the Karate Kid guy, Preston. It's pretty fascinating. Okay. About that in the break. So you'll enjoy that too. I will check that out. All right. So Nick's going to mute his mic, but he's there if we we need something from him. Uh, By the way, today is the first day that we will be uh, trying out the Preston and Steve Love You Help You line. Yes. In fact, it's coming up in just a little bit. We'll get to hear that. We've changed uh, the Love You Hate You line for the time being to help out uh, small businesses to promote their company. And uh, we'll take it out for a spin, see how it works. You can go to PrestonSteve.com for the details and uh, learn how to leave a message uh, for yourself. And uh, we've got some, you know, little examples on how to do that. And we'll see if this can do something. A little drop in yeah, the bucket. Yeah, very know, happy about this. And um, be creative with it when you call in. Yeah, if you can, make it stand out a little bit. That'd be great. Um, so we touched on this in the entertainment report. The Phil Spector died over the weekend. Right. <clears throat> he was uh, 81 years old. And... Um, Controversy aside, uh, he was hugely successful in the music industry. So I look at it this way. I have, a, you know, I think that he probably went through a whole portion of his life undiagnosed with things and medication issues and so on and so forth. I, I don't know what the story was, but he was unhinged. There were times when he was completely together. Yeah. And so you, if you extract that from what he created and what he did and how he revolutionized recording and recording technology... I mean, it's an amazing accomplishment, and I loved the wall of sound sound that he created. So we'll we'll play a few uh, selections of that, and then I and then I can actually go through some of the, the yeah. crazy uh, stuff that there's a whole mess of crazy that, that he was a part of as well. But he he actually not just a producer, but he wrote he yes. co-wrote a lot of yes. songs D- and and discovered the artists as well. Yeah, like Darlene Love, yeah, that was yeah. there, and and Ronnie Spector uh, as well, who became his wife, and, and, and there were so on. Abuse. Oh yeah, he yeah. was he, he was really evil to her. But she actually um, uh, she posted a uh, uh, a comment about him and saying, you know, uh, that that he, you know, uh, clearly there was a part in her life where he was very important. Yeah. Uh, to her, but anyhow, let's play some uh, some of the music uh, clips that we have. So um, one one of the uh, uh, the big ones was uh, "Be My Baby," which he he wrote. Yeah, uh, for uh, Ronnie Spector, the Ronettes, and and this is a clip of that. Great song.
he was um, in high school, uh, he formed a, a band called uh, the Teddy Bears in 1958, and they had a number one single on the Billboard charts with To Know Him Is To Love Him. He to wrote know, that. Yeah. Know, know Him Is To, to love, 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 Love Him, and I do. Yep. <laughs> Uh, he wrote that song, whose title came from a phrase on his father's headstone, believe it or not. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and then he produced songs for other artists and co-wrote Spanish Harlem, a hit for uh, Benny King. Uh, he founded uh, the uh, Phil's label in 1961. Um, and they had uh, two number one singles. He's a Rebel by The Crystals uh, with Darlene Love as a lead singer. And in 1962, You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. I just found out, uh, was it on Jeopardy or what, that the uh, or whatever? The, I forget where I found out. But uh, in, um, they, they were known, a lot of people thought they were African-American. So they... Uh, Who, the Righteous Brothers? Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, and, that, and their sound was described as righteous so often that uh, whoever was managing them said, you're all right, you're the Righteous Brothers. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> Now, if you listen, listen to the production. Listen yeah. to the sound of that. You hear, you hear the strings. Yeah. Uh, you hear the chorus, uh, the the choir in the background, yeah. and all that. He he put together these massive groups of musicians sometimes uh, to give that big fat sound. They'd show shots of the studio where he was recording in, and it would be jammed with people. Yeah. Think without baby, baby. without that song, you don't have that scene in Top Gun. You don't. You nope. just don't get that. And then you don't have that moment of the diner where we sang to those people who bought us breakfast. Exactly. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. We went over that. and started <laughs> singing that song to them. But you also, I mean, you're bringing up those, you know, the choir in the background and the strings. And, you know, those are things that, you know, as just the average listener like myself, take for granted. I mean, just, so he created that. So that was yeah. the sound. That, and people immediately fell in love with it. People like Brian Wilson. Yeah. People like the Beatles. I, I yep. mean, I will listen to a song a hundred times and go, wait a second. I never noticed, you know, whatever is happening in, in, in the background. Yeah. If you can, if you can take an analytical ear to to music mm-hmm. and, and listen to the production of it, it's amazing what you'll hear. Uh-huh. Man, one of the coolest documentaries I ever saw, and I need to find it, was... Um, in the studio when they broke down the Rumors album. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac, and there were so many tiny, little bitty flourishes that your ear alone would never pick up on. Was it the but, Sound City one? Or? No, no, okay. it, was, it was a different one. Okay. Uh, and so, and, and they would break down just these little bitty things that they did in the background that you have no idea yeah. is contributing to the overall sound of that music. It's It's a bigger picture thing. That great producers can hear in their head first and then create and put it there for you to hear. It's amazing. And that's why the documentary about the Wrecking Crew, uh, which is called The Wrecking Crew, has uh, a lot of references to stuff like that. It has references to Phil Spector mm-hmm. and yep. all the music of that time. Yep, absolutely. Um, so uh, he withdrew from music in 1966 after River Deep Mountain High, which was uh, Tina Turner, Tina and Ike, Ike and Tina Turner. 
it didn't do very well, so he kind of he backed yeah. off for a little bit. And then, like you were saying, he got hooked up with the Beatles, um, and he did uh, the Long Winding Road. He did he he produced that for them, which was. Interesting that they allowed him to do it, because that was George Martin's territory, you know? And Paul was not a fan of the version that ended up on the album. Neither was Ringo. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, they I, think, it... I think for the most part, in hindsight, after a while, they liked their stripped out. I like both versions. So do I. Yeah. yeah. I think they're both great. Uh, but he had, he had added all those strings and gave it a really big, fat sound. They, didn't, they liked the more stripped down version of it. Um, we have a couple other clips, so let's play, you'd mentioned Brian Wilson, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was him being, it's talking about being, um, inspired by, uh, Phil Spector. Phil Spector, um, he, he was everything. Uh, like, there, there, there's nothing to compare. He was it. The biggest inspiration in my whole life. For a brief period, he lived on Saturn, uh, Brian oh. Wilson. That <laughs> yes. He had, yeah. He's, he, had, he had some issues as yeah, well. he and, did, so uh, he was communicating back. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, clip of Spectre. Is this him talking about uh, recording in mono? Yes. Okay, here we go. That's what mono's all about, making it sound like the final recording. Mono is recording it with the echo, with everything, and everything I did with John and George and Ringo and everyone was mono. That's the way the boys wanted it. That's the way they envisioned it. That's so that they could go into the studio, record, come back into the booth and hear it exactly as if it were on the radio. So they would they would he would do everybody playing live yeah. in one big recording and then to add the, the the big echo to it and do it in mono and that was kind of his signature sound. Yeah. You know, so I loved it. You know what sound you know what his song sounds like um it's Phil Spector, but it's not. Is uh, give me some lovin'. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The doom, 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 yeah, you're right. It sounds real yeah. kind of cavernous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he also produced uh, albums later on for. Uh, well, we had mentioned he did some stuff with um, uh, with George, uh, John Lennon and yeah. George Harrison. Uh, but he also worked with Ramones. He was uh, inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1989, by the way. But he uh, they, he later produced albums for Dion, Leonard Cohen, and the Ramones as well. Now, on to... The loony. The loony side of his life, which, by the way, we had mentioned uh, Ronnie Spector. Um, he, had, he would... Um, there was a time when he became very, very possessive of her. Yes. And he got more and more paranoid. He liked to carry around guns all the time. And would he would threaten her. Dangerously. Yeah, he would threaten her. Yeah. And then after they'd split up and she would still perform, he would send oh, wow. verbal and written threats to her saying, "There's somebody's going to be in the audience tonight. Yeah. They're, they're going to kill you. You know, and stuff like that. He was, he was really ruthless like that. But he was known to... In the studio, when he was working with some artist, he would be waving his gun around. He'd get pissed off yeah. and he'd start waving his gun. He would even shoot, that was the rumor, in the studio, fire shots. That's so crazy. he was unhinged, but people would let him get away with this because he was so special. He held he's a, a gun genius. right to the forehead of Gino Vanelli. Re- no. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I just, just want to stop. stop. You understand? And tell you what I feel about you. What's so hard about that? Wow. So in the um, uh, the woman that he had murdered, uh, Lana Clarkson, they they met. Uh, he had met her in 2003. She was working as a hostess at the House of Blues in right. Los Angeles, and I guess she I was an up and coming actress. I don't know if they just met this one time because it says here hours later they went to his house 
where she was shot once in the mouth Ooh. and died. Oh, my God. And he claimed that the death was an accidental suicide. An accidental suicide. Uh, he was uh-huh. tried for her death in 2007. Uh, the case ended in a mistrial because of a hung jury. He was then tried again in 2009 and found guilty of second-degree murder and personal use of gun and sentenced to 19 years to life in prison. Uh, did you ever see the Pacino movie where he's uh, Phil Spector? I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole thing. And I saw at the end good. with the wig yeah. and thing. <laughs> and he shows up and they're like, his lawyers are like, oh, no. Great wig. Oh, no. <laughs> Great wig, man. This is really going to help. Where this gigantic. Yeah. We should put a toucan in it, too, just to sell oh, your sanity. Man. Uh, during the legal proceedings, Spector met. And, and- do a lot of this. <laughs> By the way, he met and married his third wife during the legal proceedings. Crazy people always do that, don't they? They do. And there are people who love crazy people, especially incarcerated people. Yeah, Rachel Short was her name. She was an aspiring singer who was 40 years his junior. Guess who's dating Phil Spector? Um, This girl. Spector's first (laughs) wife was Annette Marar, a high school classmate who sang with a uh, group on his label called Spector's Trio. They wed in 1963, divorced two years later. I love you. While married to her, he had an affair with the Ronettes lead singer Veronica Bennett. They married. She became Ronnie Spector after that. Uh, Her husband ended her musical career and barred her from leaving their home, among other abuses. Ronnie left him in 1972 after breaking through a sliding glass door, and the couple divorced in 1974. They had three adopted boys. Uh, Specter and a girlfriend, Janice Zavala, had twins in 1982. Uh, their son, Philip, died of leukemia when he was only nine. Uh, their, uh, the other twin was a daughter, Nicole. So uh, just a crazy bizarre life that he lived and was, uh, I think you're right. I think he was mentally ill and he never got... Never got the right treatment or something. I mean, listen, and sometimes there's people who just off are going to go the evil route. But but he seemed to have moments where that was not the case. I don't know. Uh, Regardless, the abuse and all that stuff is just horrible. And and what he did was horrible. Then you you separate that from the genius of the music, which is, you can't argue against that. So he's... He's what you would call a complicated person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now he's gone. 81 81 years old. I never realized until this past uh, December when I was watching Lethal Weapon that Danny Glover's wife is Darlene Love. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know that either. You pointed that out to me, and I had no idea. And I had to, like, do a little bit of research, but in the beginning of the... Wait, is, I don't know if it was in the beginning or the end where the credits come up. I just see the name Darlene Love. I'm like, Darlene yeah. Love? Yeah. yeah. Honestly. In the theater. <laughs> uh, but I looked it up. I'm like, sure enough. May okay. I, may I bring up something? Some I just Please. There was yeah. a little clip that, that popped up, and I didn't notice this. In Bad Good, this is a complete departure in the movie Back to the Future. Okay. Okay. <laughs> which is heavily inspired by Phil Spector. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The uh, the mall that where he first yeah Twin Pines Mall right and then it becomes comes Lone back. Pine right it's Lone Pine I mall. never knew that you See, never it's knew funny that? Yeah, because he... that was surfacing on Twitter over the weekend yeah my... I've known it since the movie my came son out. brought that to me I'm like yeah when he gets when he first lands yeah. in 1955 he runs over one of the um, pine trees yeah, yeah. yep uh-huh. yeah. Because, Never knew that. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm pretty observant. And even Doc Brown uh, mentions that he was always going on about his pine trees. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So it's it, yeah. but it's one of those things. If you if you missed it, you missed yep. it. But my friend, my buddy Billy, back in the '80s, pointed that out to me. He's like, "Did you ever notice that they did?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so clever. That's so cool." Yeah. 
Uh, that but, one totally eluded me. But it's funny how that has kind of resurfaced this yeah. weekend. I just I saw, saw that a, as well. a clip pop up on like uh, the Verge or some one of those sites, one of those pop culture sites. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm sure Nick Murphy was going. <laughs> Please. He said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daddy, yeah. 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 Tell me something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, listen, there's another, there was another notable uh, death over the weekend, but one, uh, somebody we wouldn't know anything about, uh, but maybe Nick would because it was a, um, a mountain climber, a mountaineer, a guy named Ser- Sergei uh, Mingot. Uh, he was climbing K2, Ooh. the world's second highest summit. Is K2 the deadliest mountain on earth? I, I don't know if it's the deadliest, but it is. So, I, and that's what I, that's one of the it's things. It's the most antisocial. I found kind of interesting was that, so Mount Everest, uh, so K2 is the second tallest mountain. Yes. So, but Mount, a more difficult climb. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So, Mount Everest has more than 4,000 people that, yeah. have, that have climbed to the top. Only 350 people oh, wow. have gotten to the peak of K2. Where's that's K2 what I didn't at? know. Uh, it is on the border between Pakistan and China. Okay, and it is part of the uh, Karakoram. Um, I'm sure I'm getting a Karakoram Range. I guess chrysanthemum. The, the chrysanthemum range that straddles uh, Pakistan-China border. It is I, the second highest mountain in the world. So the guy, of. this guy Lane, he skied the K12, I believe, on one ski, one ski. Right? That yeah. is correct. Yeah. That was yeah. the K12, right? K12, okay. not the K2. That's eleven steps down from right. Right. Or no, that's. Ten steps down from K two. I mean K two. Okay, uh, all right. K two uh, is a ski brand too. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it it's looks... also a letter and a number. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> never mind. That's okay. That's which one is the letter and which one is the number? <laughs> it, it looks like what? What were you going to say? I was going to say it looks like where the Grinch lives. I mean, it, that's exactly where the Grinch lives. Okay. And historians have proven that. Which is why he nobody ever gets up there. Only three hundred fifty people. Right. 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 Versus but 000. he could see Whoville clearly. Uh, yes, he could. Uh, so I did not know about that K2. And you know what? There's another thing that I was not aware of. And, and you'll hear this from time to time that Mount Everest is technically not the tallest mountain. What? It's actually the smallest mountain in the in, world. No, it's not that. Oh, okay. Uh, in the world. And Nick, are you there? I don't know if you can comment on this or not, but it's actually, uh, it's Hawaii, He's right? His yeah. Is it Mona Lani? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm asking you. Yeah, it's the one that, um, you know, when they count from the rising from the ocean floor, from the base of the ocean floor as a volcano. Yes. Um, but but I don't I never understood that argument because doesn't, in some respect, Everest also rise from yes. the ocean floor? You would yeah. think so, right? Well, uh, that to me always seems weird as, weird as well, uh, Nick, because I- I'm sorry, uh, I don't spend a lot of time at the ocean floor. So, yeah. so yeah. When, when, when I'm on land, what's the tallest? Right, you but know, Steve... Steve, to your point of the of the five, I just looked this up, and yeah. um, uh, the of the five tallest mountains in the world, K two is the deadliest for yes. mountain climbers. Okay. Okay. Do you know what Nick is? Is bizarrely a very deadly mountain uh, because people think it's a rather benign mountain to climb. The Matterhorn. A yeah, lot of people... it, that's a difficult mountain right. climbing route. People people look at it. Also, it's really popular because it's right in the middle of Europe, so it's easily accessible. God, right. it's a beautiful mountain. And also, uh, Mount Washington in New Hampshire, I mean, has killed a lot of people. But also, again, well, Nick, it comes I, looking for you. Well, Nick, I think it's because it's super duper accessible, and more people will try, more and, try climb and climb it. it. Yeah. Also, yeah, uh, Mount Washington, Casey, has the worst weather in the world. You know, it'll get yeah. like two hundred mile an hour wind gusts in the winter, so it's it's fairly. Um, harsh when it comes to mountain climbers and yeah it's only in the six thousand foot range but people think that they can do it and then they encounter terrible storms 
uh, and that is what ends up killing them. I'm perpetually fascinated by documentaries about K2 and, and Everest and, you know, even the, even the, the theatrical movie Everest. Uh, I, I love to watch the footage. Yeah. I love to look at it from afar. But you'd have to be straight out of your mother effing mind to yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, just a day before he died, uh, he had uh, shared a post announcing that he was on day 27 of his climb and had reached 7,000 meters. He had been at it for almost a month. Oh, That's my unbelievable. God. Uh, and in fact, uh, Chang Dawa Sherpa, a Nepalese mountaineer who was leading the K2 winter expedition, said on Instagram that uh, Mingoat had suddenly fallen down. Um, apparently, a team of 10 Nepali climbers did reach the summit of K2 on Saturday. Uh, one of the climbers announced in a post on Instagram. So from you know, time to time, they do get up there. Those Sherpas and those um, those guides, they go up and down. Those Nepalese, yeah. Constantly. I mean, they're they're just genetically. Yes. that's their turf. Yeah, they're a different breed of human being. Yeah, they, they're, those conditions, those harsh conditions, have become. They go up in Crocs where they live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> I mean, yeah. comfort is super important cash. to them. Uh, so uh, I thought that was interesting. And then one other thing: this is no no one died. No, by far. But Not a guy, that we know of. But a guy that we know is uh, retiring, and this, yeah. is, this is a bummer. Bill Clement is retiring. He's stepping down from his job as one of the Flyers TV broadcasters. He just turned 70 this past oh, wow. year. He looks like he's 50. He does. Yeah. And he's hanging it up. His he's, mustache looks like it's 30. He spent 16 years as a color analyst on the Flyers telecast. Earlier in his career, he'd done a 15-year tenure as a lead analyst for ESPN's broadcast of NHL games. I uh, was also a broadcaster at Five Olympics. Credits include work for ABC and TNT and the CBC as well. Uh, he he decided- also hosted Project Runway for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he decided to step down after his last birthday on December 20th. I love Bill Clement. Man. He's great. He has great pipes, too, so I think that he could... Um... You know, do voice maybe so he's stepping down from this. And I saw the article; I sent it over to you. But the, uh, um, you know, hopefully he he dips his toes back in now and then for uh, for sports related well, stuff. Who's the color guy then? Uh, so it's uh, is it Keith Jones? Gary Lauer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Jonesy. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, excuse <wow>. me. <laughs> Uh, he said, "I think they, the, <laughs> he ahead. said I think the clincher was turning seventy. Turning seventy is kind of an awakening. How am I supposed to feel? I still feel the same as I did when I was fifty, forty, or thirty. Really? See, he said, but I'd like to do some other things in my life that are recreational as opposed to work. And now is the time. You know, it's says. on his list. K two. Wow. Yeah." Why not? He wants his mustache to claim it first, though. Uh, the Quebec native has also been an author, an actor. Apparently, he was on All My Children. For how long? I don't know, and I need to find that out. And he's done work for more than 300 television commercials and has served as a popular motivational speaker. Uh, he's provided his voice for EA Sports NHL video games as well. Uh, but he had said... Uh, what, was it just a cameo? Or did he have a long-running... Uh, not a long-running, but I'm sure... On All My Children? Look yeah. up his IMDb, uh, somebody, if you don't mind. Uh, Clement said concerns about traveling in a COVID-19 world also played a part in his decision. He said, if I ever brought the coronavirus home to my wife and our daughter, Reagan, who is 46 and has Down syndrome, uh, I don't know how I would ever be able to live with myself. Yeah. Uh, Clement is a lover of nature, and that's why he and his wife... Uh, a former longtime Bucks County resident, 
uh, both of them actually, are living in Waynesville, North Carolina, which is close to Asheville and has a picturesque view of the mountains. He said, we live on the side of a mountain about 4,000 feet up. Wow. That's got to be gorgeous. That is cool. Wow. You can just roll stuff down all day. Yeah, yeah. all day. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me that watermelon. <laughs> I would love to do that. Just, just roll things. Not caring about where they yeah. go. Or what can we roll now? Yeah, yeah. At the bottom. Tire. Yeah, there's like a Clement pile at yeah. the bottom of the... Uh, the NHL All-Star, he spent 11 seasons with the Flyers, Washington, Atlanta, and, uh, Calgary is wrapping it up. So, Such a nice guy. Yeah, we should, we should look into maybe seeing if we can get a call from him. Yeah. And just, uh, just check in one more time. Cause, I just uh, shot him a text. He, uh, he was also the pregame announcer in the Jean-Claude Van Damme thriller, Sudden Death, oh. from 1995. Which I enjoy. I think that's a good movie. Who's the villain in that? Is it Powers Booth? I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. sudden death about it. I don't the remember. hockey game's going on, and they're um, uh, it's die hard in a hockey. Ring. That's basically what it okay. is. All right, die hockey. I never saw it. <laughs> or hockey hard. Um, <laughs> but you're you're a call, and and if we get him on, because uh, since Nick sent him a text, you know we we shaved his mustache. Yes, off. we did. We, we did it for charity. We, we did needed it. a flamethrower. We did it at the camp out for hunger, and we wanted to take that legendary mustache off and he agreed to do it he he, he didn't want to do it for a while agreed. and he eventually gave in and we did it and then he he, he kept it off for a while you yeah. remember he uh so he has one of those you know the the, the hair is like that's a solid brush yes. mustache yeah. i mean that's yep. a really groomable mustache yep. yep uh but a super nice guy you know his mustache and debella is dated for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know that yeah <laughs> they just didn't go the distance no no they did. I don't think I have the staring thing with uh, Clement's mustache like I do with uh, with John's. Yeah. So they dated. That's adorable. Wow. All right. Uh, anyhow, we need to take a break because we want to try out for the first time ever the Love You, Help You line. Yes. Uh, which will be coming up in our next segment. So we'll come back in a second. We'll get to the B file and we'll try that out as well. Stay with us because we will return in just a moment. Monday nights. Metallica family, are you with us? It's not just Monday, it's Metallica Monday. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kirk, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Set a reminder on your phone. Tell Siri to clear your calendar and have the MMR app at the ready for Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It's 8 o'clock. Normally we would be doing uh, No Sad Dough, but that is not today. It is on hold, awaiting for tomorrow. Today is uh, some people have the day off today, so we are going to wait and get that back up and running tomorrow. Yes. Their chance to win money, money, money. Lots of it throughout the course of the day. I do, however, have a short out I would like to do. I, sh- I meant to get to this on Friday, and I didn't get to it. It was from uh, Joe uh, Gabrielli. He said, uh, hey, Preston, my beautiful and adorable twin girls turn one. And it was on the 15th. 
going to get a birthday shard out uh, when you do the birthdays. Uh, their names are Sienna and Isabella Gabrielli. So a shard. And he sent a picture of these little cuties. Aww. So happy first birthday. It's a big day in their household, which is cool. All right. Well, we're going to do the B file. Ready to go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. And it's brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. Car near to service. You can find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. Well, we'll start with this one. So a car thief who discovered a small child in the back seat of the SUV that he stole on Saturday actually drove back to the child's mother, demanded that she take the child out of the back seat and drove <laughs> us once more and actually he said that he threatened to call the police on her. On her! For leaving her child. How dare you leave a child in a car I stole? Uh, Officer Matt Henderson had said that the crime occurred around 9, 10 a.m. in the You park- are not a good parent! Uh, parking lot of Basic Meat Market. The mother uh, had parked just outside the store's front door and went inside to buy a gallon of milk and some meat. Uh, she was never more than 15 feet from the car, but she made a critical error. She left the engine running and the doors unlocked. What is wrong with you? Seriously. Officer Henderson said what she did was not a crime. She was with insight and sound of her child, but she left the car running, so take that extra step. Take the keys with you. Henderson described the incident as a crime of opportunity. He said the thief saw the car, was unlocked, and had keys in the ignition, and then he went for it. Uh, an employee who helped the woman said that she was only in the market for a few minutes before someone began backing out, uh, backing the SUV out of its parking space. The thief quickly realized a four-year-old child was seated in a booster seat behind him. He U-turned in the adjacent parking lot, returned to the mother to berate her for leaving the child in the car. And he ordered her to take the kid out of the car, and she did. He then proceeded to drive off in the stolen car. Thank you. Uh, they're looking for him. He was a man in his 20s or 30s, so they didn't uh, They didn't find him what as of yet. What is the world coming to? Mm-hmm. Guy's incensed. Uh, this is a pretty wild story. Two skydivers collided oh. in midair near Ottawa on Tuesday morning, knocking one of the skydivers unconscious. <laughs> Officials say his automatic activation device was activated and deployed his parachute for wow. him. Wow. Oh. That's pretty you know, cool that they have those. Absolutely. So what triggers those? You going, Meh. Yeah, <laughs> and then it then it doesn't. Uh, no, it's got an altim- it's got an altimeter, yeah. and if you get too low, it will open up. Uh, both jumpers were sent to a hospital. Uh, one came down right at Skydive Chicago. The other landed in the Fox River, just north of the Dayton Dam, <laughs> near near a hydroelectric plant. Uh, both are now conscious and alert. Uh, they say with relatively. Minor injuries. Uh, that's. I mean, it can get deadly, especially the speed that you're traveling at. Oh, helmet yeah. or no helmet. Yeah, yeah. A 25 year old man has pleaded guilty to two counts of. This is okay. This I I can't wrap my mind around what this individual did. All right. Okay. So he pleaded guilty to two counts of cyber stalking, stemming from the online harassment of an Idaho woman and her sister. Uh, Alvin Willie George, who is of Cross City, Florida, is accused of sending crime scene photos to the surviving victim of a violent 1999 attack in Texas that left one girl dead and another injured. So he was sending them crime crime scene pictures of the crime they were victims of. That she survived, yes. So the assailant in that attack entered a bedroom and slit both girls' throats. Uh, The perpetrator perpetrator was later convicted. Around November 2016, 
uh, this guy, George, began sending photos from the 1999 crime scene to the surviving victim and her sisters, all of whom live in Idaho. George did not know the surviving victim or her sisters. Officials said he researched the 1999 murder on the Internet and used various Facebook accounts he created to send harassing and intimidating messages to the women as well as threatening to rape and kill them. He, he, he didn't even know them. He didn't have some... It was ven- a hobby. He didn't have some vendetta. Yeah. I can't... I don't... Gave him something to do. Well, he's okay. a lunatic. He, he's he's, he, he's yeah. a psycho. Yeah. George was uh, indicted by a federal grand jury. Uh, sentencing is... It's not bad enough to have the original crime perpetrated against them. They have yeah. to endure this. Uh, it was set in April. The charge of cyberstalking is punishable by up to five years in prison, a maximum sentence of $250,000, and up to three years of supervised release. I can't even understand why someone would do and unless he's like this close to being a murderer himself yeah. and can't bring himself to killing people he just wants to make them horribly terrified so i don't know it's quite possible all right uh this is pretty interesting steve you talked about the um uh, the parachute device yes i'd never heard of this so the colorado avalanche information center is once again warning of considerable avalanche danger this weekend in Vail and summit county due to a weak snowpack but last weekend, a Denver man <laughs> found out just how dangerous backcountry snowboarding can be after surviving an avalanche. And there's video of it, too. It's crazy. I watched it, it, yeah. It goes out from underneath him. So Maurice Curvin is his name. He has uh, been skiing the backcountry for a decade and has completed avalanche training. Uh, he surveyed the conditions before heading out, but uh, it was still no match for the backcountry avalanche danger. Curvin was uh, recording while on uh, the mountain near Loveland Pass. A slab started to go out underneath him, and the snow came down from above. Kevin said that's when he deployed the airbag in his backpack. I didn't know they had these devices. Neither did I. He said I definitely nah. wasn't. He said I wasn't in control at all. The avalanche was in control. I never had doubt in my mind that I was going to get married. My biggest concern was that I was going to hurt myself in some way and make it difficult getting off the mountain. He said he believes the airbag saved his life. So the airbag deploys obviously to, to make him more obvious and bigger and give him a an area to survive in if he is covered over by the snow, correct? Um, well, it also it keeps or does you, it lift him up above the clouds? It keeps you up above yes. the, uh, the snow. Right. Uh, for, so so I went and checked out a video because I wasn't yeah. familiar with this device. And what it ends up looking like, it looks like a giant pillow behind the back of your head. Yeah, yeah. When it inflates. That makes sense. And so it's... Because a, it can be like concrete when that snow comes down on you. Yeah, so it's supposed to help keep you up above the snow, which I don't know sure exactly yeah, how that works because it's not like water. No. Uh, but nonetheless, he says it saved his life. Uh, his only injury was a dislocated finger. He said, "If you're planning, they said if you're heading uh, into the backcountry, you need to have an airbag with you, due to the considerable avalanche danger. It's pretty wild. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I tell you what, we will just wrap it up right there, my friend. I got more stories. We will get to those a little bit later on. Um, as we take a break, I haven't heard this yet. Marissa has produced this, but it's our first run at the Preston and Steve Love You Help You line." And we're doing any little bit that we can to help out uh, small businesses affected uh, by the pandemic. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Shop Play Win Monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. Get ahead of the game and download the app before March 3rd and earn five bonus tickets, 10 tokens added to your Shop Play Win account, and entry to win a $25 grocery gift card. Every ticket wins a prize, money saving offers, or tokens for sweepstakes. 
Download the Shop Play Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Back with Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped Twinkle Twinkle Rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Steven's exclusive Twinkle Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Steven's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Saw a couple of articles that kind of uh, mesh together. Um, one was mentioning that uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah, and burnt out, you're not alone. It is called emotional exhaustion, uh, the sense of overwhelmingness that you may be feeling, and uh, overwhelmed to the point where you feel like you don't have the capacity to deal anymore. I just can't deal anymore. Uh, it's physical tiredness, it's mental tiredness, it's difficulty concentrating, all that stuff. So uh, I'm not prone to that. There may have been, there might have been a time in my life when I was. You go through a couple things. Everyone has those moments where they feel like they're getting a little weak. But I don't. If I if it starts to come upon me, I'm able to work through it. I think you have to have a couple of um, traumatic things in your life, you know, that that, that help you along, uh, perhaps to to process. But it's not uncommon, and I can see why people would be going through this a lot, you know? Do like you find- now, you mean? Like yeah. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic and all of that? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of stuff going on, and you know, yeah, yeah. I could easily, Spectre. Yeah. yeah. I could easily see that. Yeah. yeah. And then, on top of it all, it's January. I hate this month. I can't stand this month, and it always leaves me uh, feeling a certain way. January might be listening. I don't care if he's listening. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, January is a tough one. It's not uh, January for me because my birthday's in January. Yeah, I, I have one thing. Yeah. But by the time it gets to the end of February, March, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done mm-hmm. with winter. Mm-hmm. I want warmer weather. I want spring. I want all the things that come along with that. Longer days, all that stuff. Those are classically referred to as cabin fever months. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're so, starting to enter the cabin fever yeah, months. I, I yeah. start to hit it then. Um, but, but since the entire country has been locked down for a ton of time, we're, we're actually getting good at cabin fever. <laughs> so here's what I, I saw this article, this other article. That was a different one. This one is, is this a better article. This is a better article. <laughs> and it is essentially a quick way that you can do a mental health check. All right. So this is a way that you can find out where you are. And use the healing powers of alcohol to help you through it? Of course. <laughs> Didn't we all learn that that's the key to it all? Yes. Uh, no, but... No. Um, okay, so let's hear it. So you can do sort of a diagnostic. Yes. And and see where you fall, how you're holding up. Because I think, I think more people would be amazed to find out that they're actually doing better than they think they are. Uh, so this is an article that was in USA Today. And they cite a couple of doctors in here. One of them is Lynn Bufka. Oh, uh, Lynn Bufka. Lynn Bufka. Uh, she is an associate uh, executive director for practice research and policy at the American Psychological Association. Uh-huh. And says, this is how you can perform a mental health check. This is how you do it. Oh, Correct, gosh. yes. <laughs> that might be one singing. <laughs> Uh, so here, here's how you do it. You find someplace quiet. Okay, like a uh, train station. To start with, yes. Uh, or a gun range. Uh, it says here it can be hard to listen to what our brains are telling us when we're working, caring for others, or distracted. 
Uh, they say to do a mental health check, you need you need quiet. Where's your quiet spot in the house? Where do you go to there to is, disconnect? I'll tell you exactly where I go. Uh, off of the, the, the master bedroom, there's just this little extra small room. It's got a couch in there, bookcase, oh. window. It's not necessarily the quietest room in the house, but it is... Contemplative. A place that I can be contemplative. Is that where you keep your pipe? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Actually, I keep it here. But um, No, my bong. I have a different kind of pipe <laughs> yeah, yeah. at home. Yeah. Well, I was just to say, if you have kids, there's not often a quiet right. place. There's nowhere in my house that's quiet. Not one place. It's not just quiet. It's got to be quiet and comfortable. Where you me. feel... Will you feel... Like you are, so you can relax. Yeah, and no, I could no go out, I could go out in the garage yeah. and it's quiet, but it's not. You know what I mean? No, not even there. There's nowhere in my house that he can't find me. Yeah, and that's there's the not. Thing. It's can't like, you hide behind in, the sump pump? If I'm in the garage, he'll find me. If I'm in the basement, he'll find me. Like my basement's not even finished, but he knows I go down there so, to like get Steve. things or. <laughs> I can see us on the phone with Kathy. All of a sudden, we hear. Like what's that? I'm it's a, it's a sump pump. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, looking for me. So if you are not with him. Mom, and Mom! It, go, it goes off instantly. It huh? is a perpetual Where game of hide you? and seek. <laughs> what are you? Why yeah. are you answering me? But yet uh-huh. they never answer you when you're looking for them, right? Oh my God! You're, he's like, "Why well, was playing a game? It was hide yeah. and seek." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. "Have you met my knuckles?" So, so you need to find a a quiet place. Uh, it says here, uh, she said, uh, we're so used to multitasking that we don't really give ourselves a space to sit down and reflect. You just disconnect with a, like a normal tea. Scheduling that time for yourself is going to be an important component. <laughs> so here's what you do. You start with the big picture question. This is to, to check your, your mental health. Check okay? yourself. Before you wreck before you yourself. Before you wreck yourself, yeah. An important measure of well-being is whether you're able to function in daily life. One of the biggest indicators is whether the person is really having trouble during their day-to-day life. Uh, Buffka says, are you are you able to fulfill your role as a mom, a teacher, a spouse, or a daughter? So, uh, okay, so again, this this seems to be logical. Are, are you able to fulfill yes. your, the, your day-to-day requirements? Correct. If those are falling down and you're having difficulty, you have issues. It, exactly. So that's one way to check. That's one of the, the okay. things on, on the checklist. Big, if you're really, big, big issues. If you're really struggling in domains that you previously weren't, it's a sign that things are off right. track. Uh, what exactly are the requirements to that you have to fulfill to be a daughter? That's a good question. I don't really know. Because uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, point mom, that out as a you daughter. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Being responsible, at the, uh, doing whatever it is to support your family. So I'm ignoring sure. her phone calls every day. Right. What does that? Right. Yeah, right. Am I failing? Yeah. Or? No. no, you're doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> you <win. laughs> All right. So here we go. Uh, look at your feelings and behaviors. No one's baseline normal is the same. So experts say it's important to look for changes in your mood. Questions that you can ask yourself are, how have my behaviors changed? How have my feelings changed? Do I still find joy in the things that once brought me joy? That's yeah. got to be important too, right? Yeah, and that's something that I, I, I this is all makes sense. I, I, I do this and that's how I, I keep my head about me. I go in and out of phase with things that bring me joy, though. I know um, you, you're you're flighty, but in a good way. You you <laughs> you experience you smorgasbord things. So you go you go from thing to thing to thing to thing. Like I've been um, like, like somewhere at home. There's an iFly. Right, there's a suit, but you flying. But you when you did it, 
I hurt my you, shoulder. You hurt your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. But but you you loved it, so yeah. you you can you jump around for yeah, different you, things. You go all in. It, it's not like you're you're half-assing it. You're going in. Yeah. So like the drum videos, I haven't I haven't touched my drums in like two months. And you spent all that money with I like spent the whole all that setup. money on the equipment. <laughs> and I had fun doing it. It doesn't mean I won't go back to it. Right. But but my my love affair with it right now is has. It, you're no different than am I. I mean, there are things that are core things that I do love that I stick with it, and and I just. I know that I can go to them and and find joy, but I do jump around with even within the tech realm with different things that are that are catch my fancy. I get that. You so yeah. that one thing leads you to another thing. What what you do find, what I have found over time is that I have found over time is that um, a lot of times I, I'll go f- discover something else that'll make me reappreciate something that was earlier. Okay, and okay. I can synthesize them both. Okay, and I, I'm in that stage right now where I'm pulling together a number of start. You know, started projects and didn't finish them, and something I'm into now is allowing me to get everything to converge, and I'm enjoying that. Press for you, when you go full bore, and the three things that we think about are the iFly, golf, and uh, these drum videos, when they go away for reasons that are beyond your control, like your shoulder or whatever, does that end up leaving you feeling depressed? Because um, you were finding so much joy at first, like yeah. the golf thing, I'm like, right. oh my god, what am I going to do? This is I'm like, you, you'll so get much, back to my it. My life was has revolved around that. Yeah, and after a while, I realized, well, there, it's not. You, I can live without it. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not cripplingly depressing. Right, right, right. Um, but I am looking for something right now. I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of in limbo. I can you synthesize? Could you do I fly drums? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> right? Could you try a that? drum set? <laughs> Right, floating with your drums. Maybe. I um, you're listen. You're again. It's it's not outlandish to think golf is still on the horizon. Can, yeah, yeah. I'll need some surgery. Yeah, yeah. In order for that to come back around, a but, bionic arm. But I am looking. I am currently looking for something else to catch my fancy. Well, so we'll see about that, Preston. What succulents? So, well, uh, I was just going to say, do you want to craft with me? <laughs> I mean, sure. We can go to floral and really hardy. Easy sounds like a gas. <laughs> Kathy, my son asked me for a Venus flytrap the other day. By the way, oh my god. Uh, I mean, it was the day after you were talking about it. Did you have, end up finding one or no? Not? And I okay. looked this weekend at a couple places. Somebody said you can get them on Amazon. I'm not sure how I feel about ordering plants on Amazon because you don't okay. really know what you're getting. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, do I still find joy in the things that once brought me joy? So that's that's a question. Okay. Uh, am I being irritable or snapping at people? Yeah, sometimes I know when why that's happening to me though, and it's, it's usually that time of the month. No, it's usually <laughs> hunger. Oh, I'm, yeah, you get hangry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yeah. you're prone to hangry. I'm I'm prone to hangry. Uh, He's like a five-year-old that needs a snack. No, I'm like He's a human fussy. being, Kathy. I'm like a human he gets being. Fussy. And, no, my uh, wife is the same. Yeah, and she admits it. Yeah, me she too. She admits it. She gets if she gets pangs of hunger. And it'll manifest. Here's the other thing. My son, and I've had to say to him time and time again when I'm eating, because he's he's um he's a very he's affectionate with me, right? right. And, and hugging and, and you know, all that stuff. Right. I'm like, dude, when I'm eating, don't touch me. Yeah. Don't touch me at all. And like cause we sit next don't to each other. Don't touch! We sit next to each other at the dinner table yeah. and he thinks it's like huggy like wrestle time. And I'm like, dude. I don't love you. Uh, I don't love you. Not right now. Right now, I don't, I don't love you. I don't, lo- I don't even want to know you. <laughs> Kathy, do you remember the time I was just curious what Casey's uh, uh, little protein I, bar tasted like? Can I take a bite of that? No. No, I, I said, just tear off an just itty a itty bitty little, little, a little no. crumb for me. And he, he said, just, this just, is all I get. I'm not sharing out. it he with you. He just goes, mm, I can't do that, man. <laughs> I, I offered you a full 
one. I offered you a full bar. Not that day. That day. Case. I have a box of them. I, I support that. Yeah. A lot of time, if I go out, if we go out to, to like, and I've done it, I love my wife dearly, or, as, you know, I'll just have some of yours. No, I'm going to get you a whole. I'm going to get you a whole order hey, of it. I, I don't mean, like. I don't like sharing my food. <laughs> no, if this turns no, into no, a, no. if this turns into a a daily rush, I'm showing the camera the size of this tiny little bar, this tiny little 200 calorie bar that I allow yeah. myself for breakfast every day. He wanted to take a bite of that. I offered him a full one instead, and he said no. And then I said no too. <laughs> Don't turn this into a. I get it. He yeah, just wanted, it. he literally, you wanted like a tiny little not break of it. Bite. Like not yeah, even a just, bite, just like a, a no. quarter of a bite. Which would have been. The still no. <laughs> a, a morsel, I know. That would have been, <laughs> what, Case, tw- 20 calories if you're allotted 200? But listen, I am, I'm very covetous of my own food. <laughs> you're like me, I, I, right? I don't want, I, I'm, I'm like, I like, I like put my arms around the plate. I'm like, go get your own. <laughs> you know? I'm, 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 so I, I totally commiserate yeah. with that. I'll buy you any, I'll, if you, you want to taste it, you I have this, and you'd like to, to try some. Yeah, I'll get you. So if, especially if you've been looking forward to it. Sometimes I'll, I'll you know, yeah. okay, have a little bit. But for the yeah. most part, no. My buddy Jeff, when we go out to dinner, we'll ask for bites of my dinner. No, no. all no. the time. No. no, that is not okay He's ever, unless it is envy. your husband or yeah. wife or significant other that you share other things with. You should not be sharing your food with people, no. even before the pandemic. Kathy, he has food envy. He has food regret. No. Right? He'll order something and then, uh, I wish you know, I got and that. then he'll go, oh, man, I should have got the yucky instead. <laughs> you tell him you go straight to hell. <laughs> go straight to hell. And I, I, I yeah. help people with their ordering. I always say this. Here's my system. Claire will ask me. My wife will ask me, what should I, what should I get? All right, assessment, hunger level between one and five, five being the most. <laughs> right. I'm very hungry. Then go with something you know you like. Yeah. Okay, hunger level, 2.5, you can be adventurous. Right. Yeah. right. You're not going to get burned. But you know you're going to regret it if you're really hungry and you get something that sucks. Kathy's motivation, though, is different than uh, about not allowing someone to take some from their plate. Germs. It's, it's a Versus gross the germ thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's germ weird. Thing. Why would you ask for a bite of my food? Uh, but you could... The you know, frig out of here. You could cut it off and put it on their plate. No germs have been uh, no. transferred. Buy, no. buy one of these yourself. <laughs> Why? You ordered what you ordered. I'm uh-huh. asking for a bite of your food, I Dick. win. I pay, yeah, I bought food I actually want. Yeah, seriously. Marissa, what's your take on this? Because you were shaking your head as well or something. She shares all the time. She'll share with a whole table of people. I hate all of you guys. (laughs) We can't be friends. Yeah, we can't be friends. I literally, when I go out to dinner with my friends, the first thing we say is, uh, so are we sharing? Are we getting picky? Preston, don't you remember the table pancakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what we're talking about. No, I'm the same way. We'll we'll buy. Let's just buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We'll just, if you, know, you do yeah. that, if, if that's the agreement that. at the beginning of the meal, absolutely. If no, you're going that, like tapas style, and that's but, that's part of the or, deal. And you're just going out for like for appetizers. Yes, not everybody's getting. But if everyone gets their own meal, I'm not going to be like Marissa. Can I taste your vegan nah. whatever you're doing? No. <laughs> Literally, no. every meal we go to, everybody's sharing everything. Okay. No. Gross. I'm on board with that. I like if that. If you've ordered an entree, I'm with Kathy a thousand percent. All right, back to mental health. Where we, we, we took a little, yeah. took a little journey there for a moment. Am I being irritable or snapping at people? That's a question to ask yourself. Check. And Casey does, yes, check. Am I really down more than I usually am? So if you're, you know, obviously if you're feeling more uh, depressed or sad or something like that, then do you consider yeah, yourself an optimist or a pessimist on more occasions? Probably more an optimist. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I am as well. 
It's it's a, sometimes it's a harder thing to juggle, but I am. I I've also learned from the course of my life, going on my what in June will be ninety two. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll say this, that that I've gained no ground by being depressed or being down or being pissed off. I, there's there, I, there's never been a situation I finished off and said, wow, I'm glad I took that route dealing with it because it made it so much better. Right. So a little life lesson. All right. Uh, and always keep your entree to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep everyone happy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this says, do I find myself catastrophizing more than I usually do? Right. What like, is like, catastrophizing? Catastrophe. Everything is going to become a catastrophe. So Everything so meaning, is the end of the okay. world. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, I know what catastrophe means. I've just never heard of catastrophizing. Right. Catastrophizing? So, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Catastrophizing? Electrifying? Stupefying? It's mental health, baby. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I. I maybe do a little bit of that, but I mean, not to the to the extent of using the word catastrophe. But I do. Uh, I. I kind of. I'm trying to find a, a, a proper example that when when I will, uh, if if something veers off track. Okay, this is this is where I I have problems. If if we have a plan mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the plan gets disrupted. I start getting irritable. I start getting upset with yeah. that. I'm not willing to go with the flow. And I wish I was different in that regard. I wish that I could. I, I have friends. My buddy Will is the best at it. Yeah. You know, if, if we've got, if, if all of a sudden plans, big plans that we've made are, are, are have, something has happened, a cog is, you know, there, there's something that's that's a, a wrench in, in the cog, whatever you want to call it. A monkey in the crock. A monkey in the crock <laughs> has happened. Um, he will go, okay, well, let's just do this then. Yeah. How, how about we both, let's make the best of the situation. I don't have, the, I, that doesn't mean I can't do it, but I wish I could I'm be more you consistent. You, you and I are very similar on that. Uh, sometimes I see you. We talked about this. <laughs> we were going to do it this way. Oh, yeah. And I know. see you, like, I'm a, a bit older than you, so I see you getting to things in your progression where I've been mm-hmm. and, and worked. I know that feeling. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm like, well, everyone wants to go to this place. Wait, is, we haven't thought this through. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, and I'm like. We haven't talked about this. But we were going to do this with this. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, and, and I do, I know what you mean. I, I envy people who can be so fluid, like, hey, and then we're And I'm like, but, but this was this and this. And, and I, it, it, there, is a con, there is a control level yeah, to well, that. Yeah. That's why, to me, like drinking, you know, or just anything that would surrender control from me mm-hmm. was always a uh, an issue. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there. Control is is an issue for a lot of people, and it's yeah. not not even for control freaks. But when people um, don't have control of a certain situation, you know, it, it's it's really tough to to, to react positively, if you will. That's why um, prisoners are so sad. But I will say, like, so <laughs> a, a, a they have a, no control. A, a wonderful tool in the toolbox for me, and and I have to remember. Can I guess? No, I have to remember to use it because you're not going to guess. What is it? Okay, I'm not going to guess. Okay, Serenity Prayer. Was that what you were going to guess? I was going to be in about that range. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but it it is trying to. It, it's remembering to use it whenever you can. So like your buddy will, he doesn't even have to use that because it, it's just second nature for him to go. Okay. Well, if this didn't, you know, if this isn't going to work this way, then let's try this. Right. If you don't necessarily have that in. Uh, 
trying to remember to use the serenity prayer, which is, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the and the wisdom to know the difference. And if you say that over and over again, if you know the words and, and uh, you know the meaning and you understand it all, it'll really help you out in those situations where you're about to, like, lose your mental control. Right. Yeah. I'm not a prayer guy, but, yeah. but the, the basics not, of it. Yeah, it's more of a mantra than a prayer. Right, right. They call it a prayer, but it's more of a mantra. Is that what you use for the protein bar? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lose no, control during the protein kidding. bar. Yeah, I'm just kidding, yeah. Here, Sean does a different kind of uh, catastrophizing. Hey, Sean, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on? And that green thing. <laughs> What's that? I don't remember that. What is what that? That's the Mel Gibson phone call. Oh, oh yes. One of the classics. Oh, yeah. I'd, so, that's obscure. Now, What's up, with, Sean? With, with, with me, with catastrophizing, I, I, I feel really that it comes in cycles for me. It's not all the time. I don't know whether it's the phases of the moon or whatever, but some days I'm totally optimistic. Everything is half full. And other days I get a paper cut and I'm like, great, I have leprosy. Right. No, I, 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 and then you know what you have to do? You also have to give yourself the permission to be human and to have those days. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. what happens is you, is you, you, you get a, it, it becomes this sort of avalanche of, of self-loathing that is unnecessary. Everyone has that. It, and it's hard to say when you're in the moment to just say, okay, I'm going to just ride this out. Yeah, that's and, that's and, it for me. Yeah. When, I, when I'm in that mode, when I'm in that frame of mind, you know, my wife will be like, you know, why don't you take a drive? I'm like, why don't you take a drive? <laughs> so it's, it's um, I don't know. Again, it comes in phases. I don't get it all the time. No, it's, you know, com- it's completely natural. It through, uh, a lot of people got it through COVID. You know, it's really unfortunate with the rise in depression and anxiety and things like that. But you know, I'm a, I'm a tinker guy, so I, I do a lot of things that keep me busy. But when things really slow down, I feel that that's when it starts to get because I start festering about stuff. Or, you know, my my daughter just started driving, and I'm like, okay, great, she just drove off oh. a cliff. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So right. It's, it's I don't, and it's not so much a parental thing. I think that's just added on being a parent and worrying about your children, because I do it for myself as well, and that's. What really hit home for me when you guys started talking about this a few minutes ago is, you know, I, I don't really, I, I don't know how to deal with it sometimes. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take a nap. Well, nap. listen, and then you, uh, there are people who, 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 do, who do that, who, who will just constantly, who will almost be somnambulistic because they can't, they can't cope. So they just go to sleep. Uh, exactly. But, but, but I mean, the, the truth is also, uh, again, therapy. Talking to someone, talking oh, God, to a third yeah. party is, is a wonderful thing. Yep. And, and uh, whereas it used to be sort of a, uh, a, a people would, oh, it's a sign of weakness. No, no, it's a sign of strength. Yep. It's a sign yeah. of saying, I I know that I can. You took the initiative. I took the initiative. Uh, to reach out and, and, and maybe do something to improve yourself. Yeah. All right, Sean, yeah. good luck with you. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I go through I go through uh, just funks from time to time. Will yeah. there be a stretch of days where I'm like, no matter what, I just can't. Right, being feel like I'm in a normal mood. I don't think I'm diagnosed with anything like that. Right, but I just am able to remind myself. Okay, you're going through one of these things, and you know what it's like when you get past this. It's great. So you and just that's hang it. On, you like, know? and I, 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 I hate to say it, but I've benefited from context, and context is a wonderful thing. Yeah, but you know, again, I watch my mother, you know, dying of cancer, and and going through all this, and watched her handle that at that whole experience with an attitude that was like. This is not good here. I'm not enjoying this pain, but I love this cup of tea. Right. I, and seeing, seeing stuff like that is like, okay, you know what? I'm alive to experience this thing that I'm enjoying. Okay. You get what you get. Make the most of it. Yeah. But it, 
but also give your permission to be give yourself permission to be human to get into a funk. Yeah, you know to covet your curly fries. Right, it's all a part of the deal. <laughs> By the way, uh, experts say from a diagnostic point of view, if you're feeling down for longer than two weeks. That that is a cause for concern, and then you should seek professional. Right, right. So, so if I were in in that funk and and it lasted a couple of weeks, it'd be a good idea to go talk to somebody. Uh, another question is to, to ask yourself, check on your mental health. Am I avoiding people? Um, and I guess Uh-oh. maybe more so than usual. So, do, do you know what's a weird thing? Is I that avoid people too? Kathy. <laughs> Socially, a good portion of my social experience was vis-a-vis this show and going out to appearances and things that were very... Mm. I love meeting people. I love seeing people. I love that whole thing. I also am a homebody, too. I don't need... But but going out and, and, you know, walking around town and talking to... to, It's great. But I also also don't like when somebody just drops by. Oh. I don't like (laughs) that. Yeah. You know? I used... You know what's weird? I recently... I realized recently that... So I used to be that person. If you dropped by, didn't care. Like, at all, come in. What do you want? You want a glass of wine? You want to hang out? Like, what are we doing? And now, like... And now I have cameras at my front door and someone knocks and I'm like, I didn't know they were coming. What are they doing here? You know? And now I don't have to answer the door. Activate kill system. You serious? (laughs) (laughs) It's that bit you see. <laughs> you seen from uh, Sebastian Maniscalco where yeah. he talks about people that, that, yes. that come on, stop by the house. It's like, hey, come on in. What are you doing? This is great. Get a, get off the good uh, uh, the, the china. Let's yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. and that and then it turns into you're hiding behind the couch, <laughs> right. yeah. seeing who's out the but window, like, and, and you know you've just disrupted my whole yeah. day. <laughs> but uh, Rochelle loves it when people stop by. I'm yes. like, I hear the, you know, I hear the doorbell, and I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll go. You know, I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, and I'll stand there for 45 You're minutes. Hiding. Like your legs, you have pins and needles in your legs because you don't want to get up on the toilet for fear of making a creaking sound. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. So here's another thing uh, to check your your mental health uh, is actually your body can communicate when uh, the brains are not well. So you need to look at some things like how am I sleeping? Am I eating well? Am I grinding my teeth? I had three testicles. That shows, uh, I guess, tension. Check your testicles. Yeah, you, if your third testicle is overly chatty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, grinding your teeth. Mm. Wow. I, I don't think I've ever done that. Um, I mean, if you actually hold your teeth up to like a belt sander, right, that's, that's an issue. Grinding your teeth. Uh, <laughs> do I feel muscle tension in my neck or shoulders? Oh, yeah. Kathy, you usually have a tension in All your neck. That's what I thought. The time I knew it. I actually yeah. over yeah. the holidays <laughs> bought this like self massager thing that you can like you hang yeah. it over. Oh, oh shut yeah. up! No, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh yeah, that's Kathy talking to the vibrator. <laughs> no, you hang it over your shoulders. It's this huge contraption that goes on your shoulders, and then it has these two straps that hang down the sides. You put your arms in them All so right. that you can apply the pressure. How oh, much pressure goes yeah. on your neck and your that, That's shoulders. what stabilizes the dildo. <laughs> stop it! Stop. Interesting. No, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, you, you use it. Yeah. And it's well, good? I have to see that. So it's got straps yeah. on it that you can pull down, and it and it's on your neck. I got to get okay. It's like an over the shoulder boulder. Oh, holder, it is an over the shoulder. You know what I got? So we have honesty, and I will tell you, uh, if the home show comes around or whatever again, yeah, we have that that, that uh, massage chair. 
Go to the home show oh, yeah. and get it through that. Yeah, You'll wild. get it for like a third of the price. We got it directly from the company. And it, what a difference those things are. Also something that's very popular, Preston, I got it for, for Claire, is the... It almost looks like a like a nail gun, but it's got a ball on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's it'll rattle you, but she she loves it. They're like five hundred dollars. They're no, no, they're not that bad. The one yeah. that I got was much cheaper. You can okay. like there was one that came out that was like the you know the top yeah. of the top, and then they you know started to come off uh, yeah. come out with some knockoffs. Right. Okay. So the uh, neck massager that I got, it's the Zillion Shiatsu Back and Neck. Okay. Uh, and then there's also another one that'll go. That's for like the the rest of the back, like mid back, lower back. Zillion Shiatsu. Yeah, Z Y L L I O N. The Eric Bazillion Shiatsu. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was this. Oh, okay, so on onto back rubs and so right, forth. Right, right. I will every now and then get um, you know, like a knot somewhere in, yeah. in your back somewhere, and I I saw this uh, one contraption. I bought it. Never seen anything quite like it, Kath. Where you can actually. Rub one of those out. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. You can you can work it out. It looks like oh, a yeah. <laughs> it looks like a giant question mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a with a ball I've on the it. end of yeah. it and and a handle, so you can reach back. So you can yeah. reach back there, and you can like dig into a very oh, specific yeah. spot and actually work the thing out. It's pretty wild. You ever seen that, Kath? No, I've never seen it. Yeah. So this this is to hit very specific. Sore points on your back or neck, and uh, and you can actually reach back there. It's worth. It's definitely worth getting. It outside. looks like a bizarre coat hanger. Yeah, I also got. Um, it's like a pressure point, and it's it's like almost like these little. It's plastic, but it would yeah. almost be like a uh, like an acupuncture. I think that's what it's called. I think it's an acupuncture mat. or acupressure. Acupressure mat. Yeah, yes, yeah. acupressure mat, and then it comes oh. with like a pillow. Yes, we had that. I don't like it. Ow. It it looks essentially Casey. It's like golf spikes. Oh, yes. really? uh, like yeah. like the the plastic spikes. Okay, okay. The soft spikes only they're they're. I Rochelle lays on that thing. She got it for me. I don't use it. I don't like it. Does I, it feel weird to you? It hurts. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I so mean, I good. Will, I will use it because when I um when I'm finished with it, it like mm. I guess it, my back does feel better. God I, I don't damn, know. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes, yes, like sometimes the the uh, knots in my neck and my back, like it's just it's too much, and you okay. can't always go to a massage therapist. Mm, a little too the Stop it. Uh, this is it. We're looking at it. Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't care for that thing. Uh, yeah. Hang weird. on. I'm going to go back to avoiding people. Chris has a very interesting reason for avoiding oh. people. Hi, Chris. You're on the air. Good morning. Happy New Year, it. Happy, Happy New Year. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. What's up, bud? Yeah. So I don't know if anybody else has this problem but i feel like when i was younger i had i had a good amount of friends you know but as i got older i feel like i'm distancing myself from people because i don't like to see them die okay wow you know what i mean all right so so chris question does this mainly just include uh friends that you know for a long time or are you even not interested in meeting new people on the off chance that they might die a little while after you get to know them all the above. Wow. All the above. And it's mm-hmm. like, and my wife's like, oh, go talk. I was like, nah. And I know why. And, like, even my parents sometimes, like, I was, I was through a rut where I would, like, not see them. But I'm like, dude, that's my parents. I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to go see them. You know what? Just hang around kids. Yeah. No one will call the cops. <laughs> my, my sister, on the other hand, I could, I could not see her. But my parents, I'm like, <laughs> you know. 
don't right. know if anybody else has that problem. No, I but, I don't feel that way. That's interesting. I'm sure. I'm certain you're not alone. Yes, right, uh, absolutely. I'll guarantee. Have, it. have you Have you spoken to a professional about it? Uh, uh, I talk to myself. I don't know if that's good enough. No, no probably not. <laughs> do you do yourself a favor? Walk around the walk around downtown and do that. Talk to yourself. Yeah, and you'll loud. you'll get help before you know it. about that. And, yeah. In fact, tell everybody yeah. you don't want to stop yeah. and talk because you're afraid they'll die and keep soon. Yelling that the earth <laughs> no, is flat. I can't talk it's to more, you. It's more of a commitment. It's not. It's not like talking to people. It's more of a. Like a relationship. Like okay. A bond, I, I, I know. I got okay. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm sure you're not alone, and I'm sure that if you talk to a therapist, they can find a way to help you uh, cope with that and, and make it easier on you because you don't want to shut yourself off from people. I yeah. mean, you know. And my wife's like, oh, go talk to this person. I'm like, nah. Uh, sh- that's the shut up, up, woman. No, you should. <laughs> listen. Ah, shut up, <laughs> oh, shut up, woman. Shut up, woman. And my wife, my wife the same way. I keep thinking, I'm like, it's like I don't know if I'm, de- and I I think I need to go to help after I talk to you guys. But yeah. like even my wife, I'm like trying to like, I kind of like distance myself from her. You know Chris, I mean? it's, Chris, well, you're, you're gonna go talk to. Listen, a good a good therapist, a, a good a co- listen, a little bit of conversation make a world of difference. Yeah. First off, you're gonna realize you're not alone. Second off, you it's not rooted in some sort of horrific thing. It's it's an absolutely normal thing. And when you hear someone who's able to express it the right way, not my sort of truncated way, you're gonna uh, you're yeah. gonna feel better. About and, it. and 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 uh, you know what might be here's here's what had halted because I've spoken to a therapist before yeah. about the the thing that that held me off from that was like, well, God, where do I even start? I don't yeah. even know how to exactly. do this. But you know what? S- just do it. So what? Who cares? Everybody has to do that, and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. They're professionals. Who have talked to loads and loads and loads of people who have had similar or even worse issues in your. It's not a judgment. They're 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 trained not to judge people at all. That's what and, they do. And you just begin, and that's all there is and to so, it. Chris. And also, you it, it feels if you find somebody you're not quite comfortable with that person, move on to someone else. Yeah. And and if, if you know you, it is, and it's not. I think it'd be a lot easier if I didn't like people. But yeah. I love but people, you love people. You know all right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So the, and that's. That's an issue. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be bothering you because you love people. So you should talk to somebody. You'll get past. And if you find yep. a really good therapist, start dating them. <laughs> oh, stop it. Right? Don't what tell your wife though. Yeah, what, what could go the wrong? The therapist I went to made me cry, and I'm like, I'm never going back again. Uh-huh. Go to a different one. <laughs> yeah. All right. And don't oh, tell your wife oh. when you start sleeping with your therapist. <laughs> exactly. All right, Chris. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you. I love, love you too. We'll see you. <laughs> don't tell your wife. <laughs> Uh, hang on, Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, buddy. What's your so, story? So, uh, basically, I, I wanted to show, like, um, you guys were talking about trying to, like, get level-headed earlier, and, uh, I just wanted to share, like, how I normally do it. Right. I basically, like, trick myself into thinking, like, I have way more important stuff going on than yeah. I have to worry about. And, like, if I, a lot of people in my life, they even see it as me, like, discrediting what's going on right now and it's not that at all it's just that i i feel i can't personally take the burden like take the the stress of it at that time Nick, i don't think i don't think that's wrong i think you're i think you're in a way compartmentalizing yeah. i think you're i think you're saying okay and that that to me that's a tactic i use as well it's like Listen, okay, so all this stuff or whatever I'm seeing or this, when I go home, though, I'm still going to have to feed the cats and I'm still going to have to do this yeah. and all those exactly. aspects of my life. So, so okay, so so what? There, uh, North Korea launched a missile? Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on that. But guess what? <laughs> if, 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 I don't, if I don't pay my visa bill, yeah. that's probably a more immediate <laughs> issue. Right. So, so, you know, and this is how you do it. 
Yeah, like I'm not worried about a bomb going off in my basement that I don't know about, but my credit score is kind of getting screwed. Exactly. Right. So, right. so you, you, it's a little more tangible. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. how you do it. Now, I think right. that makes total sense to that's me, That's not bad, Nick. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, uh, not a problem. So, yeah, check with these things. And, and the last bit, this is advice uh, from this particular article. Um, it says, don't wait until things are bad. It's much easier to prevent a crisis than it is to climb out of one. Yes. So if you can start to do uh, some uh, maintenance work ahead of time before before the, you know, I mean, you, you change your oil in your car. I mean, it's the same thing. Well, I liken it to like a, a, a vet uh, or a, a, a therapist that we're going for physical issues with my, my dog. She, she gets older, joints. Yeah. She says, it's it's easier to, to keep at a level than to... You know, do the do the pain meds and let it bottom out, right. and then be up and down and cyclical. It's better to to you know get in early, manage instead of having to go these ex- extreme ups and extreme downs. Right, and you can't have that, or All you right. don't want that. Uh, so anyhow, these were just some tips on uh, on checking your mental health. And there were only like uh, seven or eight, and it took us forty-five minutes to get to all of this. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, you can you can look that up, and it might be worth doing because obviously it's been a, it's been a crazy year. Uh, it continues to be a tad bit crazy, and you're not crazy. Uh, you just might need some guidance. Though, That's it, right? Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment or two, and uh, we'll tell you about the word of the week and stuff. That if you haven't heard as of yet, we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. <laughs> WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, Word of the Week Prize this week is uh, 20 digital movie downloads. So I want to give you a heads up on that. Lots of entertainment for you to snag. Uh, and we'll do the letter at the end of the show. So um, curious if you guys would like to talk about food or would you like to do the junk drawer i got a couple Uh, options here i got a few things we didn't really bandy this about i have a variety of stories to go through let's do the junk drawer want to do junk drawer yeah because there's a lot of stuff i know that's in there yep all right uh let me see here how about still digging keep digging yeah simmer down Simmer down now. Simmer down. All right, we just did a mental health thing. I don't want to do this. Okay. Yeah, let me come back in there. Okay. okay. Here we go. I, yeah, I Are you the therapist now? Is that your new character? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, according to research by Healthline, tests have often found that uh, tap water on aircraft are unsanitary and the quality varies greatly between airlines. This was sort of an insider revealing this, right? Uh, yeah, well, there, there have been some studies and then there's some insiders talking about this. Uh, testing found the presence of microorganisms in the water, including bacteria. Leading... I have something to tell you about airplane water. <laughs> leading to researchers advising passengers to never drink the tap water, including for tea and coffee. Because uh, they will, they will oh, wow. use... Do they? Yeah. They'll use tap water to huh. to heat that up and use it in the coffee pot. Now, mind you, if they if they're heating it up, that's killing a lot of what's lethal well, in there. Yeah, that's like the coffee. It or the kills tea. like seventy yeah. percent of everything that's lethal in the water. Okay, I uh, have an invention. It pro- it's such a good idea. It probably already exists. I just thought of this right now, but because of batteries and how good they are, what yeah. about a self heating mug? Right, they have them. They do. Yeah, not not something that helps and they it don't stay. Work that something well. that brings your 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 yeah. tea to a boil. Yeah. 
Do you think that's too dangerous? I think it might be dangerous. It yeah. might be a little bit yeah. dangerous. Uh, yes. not, maybe if it used an open flame. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> what are you drinking there? <laughs> Boiling hot coffee. <laughs> it's okay. We're in a moving plane. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was the... Um... Todd Carmichael, remember he did the something with the dangerous co- grounds was the name of his show, right? But the, the coffee, oh. remember in the yeah. can? Yeah, and they it, had that. Uh, but was self wasn't it self heating? I yeah, thought it was no, cooling. Uh, I no. thought it was like the nitro. Nitros. Yeah, it was cooling. That was yeah. it. Yeah, oh. it was it was for like iced coffees. Yeah, kind of like uh, I don't think it was a heating unit. Okay. It's like that the, the Guinness little widget that they have in the, uh, yeah. in the Guinness cans. I think you're right. Yeah. Which has um, nitrous, right? Liquid, uh, yeah, nitrous headset. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, it's got a little thing that. Uh, well, no, hang on. No, that's different because uh, the nitrous uh, causes the the no nitrogen, not well, nitrous. Well, okay. Kathy okay. might nitrogen, be right. It causes uh, the the tiny bubbles. Okay. In, Make your figure. Yeah, and uh, the Guinness is made. That that's the reason the um, the head on Guinness is different than uh, uh, other beers because instead of using um, uh, CO two, right, uh, they use uh, nitrogen. So right. this is a screen capture from CBS three. Yeah, Las self heating. You were right. Self heating okay. cans okay. hot coffee yeah. after two minutes. Okay. So they all right. So they do have okay. that. All right. all right. I'd be curious to try that. La Colombe is. Uh, well, they brought some by here. Remember that. I'd, I'd be curious to remember trying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did we like it? I don't remember. Did I buy any of it? Uh, so anyhow, back to the uh, right. back to the tag. You know what? Self cooking burger patties would be great <laughs> on the plains. Yeah. Uh, so wait, this is the wrong story. Wait, wow. what, what is it? This says this was a, it was a record breaking year for weather. Hold on. Oh, that's, cool. <laughs> I have lost. How is it? Freaking... We went from self heating coffee to a record breaking year for oh, weather. That's my freaking story. Freaking story. Freaking story. Did I throw that away? Let's do an email nitrate. Um, What happened? Oh, here it is. is. This just in. Okay. (laughs) It was a tough weekend. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, the testing found the presence of microorganisms in water, including bacteria. Yeah. Uh, It suggests to avoid washing your hands in the toilets and use hand sanitizer instead. I don't wash my hands in the toilet. I do it in the sink. (laughs) In the toilet? I think it means in the lavatory. Okay. Mm, yeah, mm, the swish them on my fish. Oh wait, there's a sink right here. Uh, Jay Robert, a flight attendant and founder of Fly Guy, I re- just brushed my teeth in the toilet. And it was great. Revealed that uh, the cabin crew will never touch the tap water on board, saying I have even spoken to other crews who have become very sick after drinking hot beverages from an aircraft. Interesting. I will, uh, so I'll get coffee on a, on a flight uh, n- now and then. I will always go aboard with, uh, like, two bottled waters yeah. for the flight. Like, I'll get, get right. them at the, uh, the newsstand or whatever. And that's, so I, I get it at Hudson News? Yeah, Hudson News. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it says, but it's not just about the aircraft's tanks or pipes. The flight that you were on from London or Los Angeles may just have returned from an underdeveloped country. Uh, that wouldn't have the same high sanitation levels as the country that you are in So now. they fill up the tanks with crappy water. Another member of the Swill. Crew, uh said, flight attendants will not drink hot water on the plane. They will not drink plain coffee or they will not drink plain tea. Uh, they say that although the water tanks do get cleaned, mm-hmm. uh, they're never told when or how often it's done. With Inside Edition reporting, airlines are only required to disinfect the tanks four times a year. Yeah. Stewardess, tea tastes like pig piss. Well, that's because there's pig piss in it. Uh, flight samples reveal that planes can harbor a lot of dirt. Dirt. As, 
as time restraints mean that they often aren't cleared, uh, cleaned thoroughly. Kathy, will you even drink tap water, or are you a you got to go I, Brita? Yeah, no, I do not drink tap water. Um, will and you do I Brita? Think, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I think it was because growing up, our tap water was so terrible. Um, we were all, like we just lived in an area there was always like a boil advisory and like all this kind of stuff. Oh, so, that. Yeah, so my dad actually installed a, a filter right on the um, you know, on the sink. So the water coming into your house was came through a filter to begin with. Right. So um, yeah, so I'm not really a tap water person. What about a water fountain? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> a public water fountain. Oh my god! I can't even believe you suggested that. I can't believe they still have them. What about in school? Would you do? Would you use that when you were a kid? I don't think so. I no, mean, maybe at, maybe like elementary school. Once I got to high school, no, I brought bottled water. Would with you me. wash your hands in the school toilet? <laughs> I would never. Um, you know what? So uh, we have we get the a water service that drops off right jugs, the jugs. And we have that uh, that and then. Um, then we have one that comes to the the refrigerator that's supposedly a filter, but I I. I can tell the difference. It's not. I'm not yeah. making it up. I can tell the difference between the water out of the cooler and out of the uh, the refrigerator. We have pretty good tap water in this area, so it's not bad. But I just don't. You know, I might actually start a new movement to remove all water fountains from. Everywhere. Oh my god, that's so- make that well, your that be my make that your inspiring movie. Well, Kathy, now these <laughs> water fountains now have. Um, you know, you can either drink it straight out of the fountain or they have the little spigot so it will drop the water into a water bottle. Into a water bottle, yeah. So, What about the, the water dispenser here that I'm comes also, through cleanly? But I'm also not okay. No. You I, don't use it. So I stopped using the water dispenser here when yeah. I saw Lucy uh, licking the water from there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, that's funny. So I stopped using Pierre's it. Pierre's dog. Pierre's yeah. dog back then when Lucy was alive. Uh-huh. Um, and those, I because when I fill my water bottle up I, at home, like I know it touches the dispenser a little right. bit. So I'm thinking a public one, so everyone's water bottle's touching it. I just, yeah. Yeah, oh, no. I can see that. I understand. I you hold can't. it underneath, um, I you know, at a distance. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? Everyone gets a little bit more germaphobic these days. Yeah, Steve, there's definitely a difference between the water that comes out of my sink in the kitchen and then I have the coming out of the fridge with the filter. Right. Um, the the, the uh, faucet, the sink one, it definitely tastes very chlorine-y. Yeah, uh, I mean, they put stuff in it. I keep a ladle. Do you keep a ladle by the toilet? Just for a quick... Uh, no, nah, I just use my hands. What the hell is wrong with I you? just cut my hands a little bit. <laughs> but like, um, I don't mind tap water. I don't think it tastes as good, but it yeah. doesn't bother me. Hey, Case, do you like the tap water at the shore? So uh, we, we've talked about this. I know that your friend, like, just loves it. Bottles right? it up. Bottles like he'll, it up. When he, he'll go for the week. Bottles and cans. Yeah. He does a week vacation at the shore. He bottles it up before he leaves and brings it home. So, really? Kathy, yeah. what, what I actually do when we go to the beach, I have one of those Gatorade giant, like, coolers that you see, you know, the Eagles use. Um, and... I fill it with ice, and then I, I take it outside, and I fill it with the garden hose. And you take that to the beach And I take that everybody? to the beach because it, it, we were wasting so many plastic bottles and just over and over and over. And I was like, I'm done with this. And because the kids would come out of the water, and they would, like, open a brand-new bottle of water, take, like, three sips, yeah, and then yeah. leave it. And then we had all these half-drink bottles. I would use my bottle for a, 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 a long time. So I have a Deer Park bottle, and I will use this for a long time. Yeah. So, and but, then I, I, I always fill it up out of the toilet. Case, how do you get to the, get that to the beach? All right, so we have a giant, it's called, a, like, a Phoenix Beach cart. Oh, with I won with my big... fantasy football last year, two years ago, and I used my fantasy football winnings to buy this beach cart. Is that the, it's, it has like the huge tires, right? Big, yeah. Kathy, it is yeah. aside from uh, hiring movers to move us, it was the best money I've ever spent. <laughs> okay. It is I mean even my my 
ten or eleven year old can push it with like one finger, like oh. even on the the sand. It is easily. You, you got to see the finger on this kid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we, it's very I, popular. It goes in that and with all the other beach gear and stuff like that. And then I bought one of those collapsible stools so that when we get to the beach, I take the stool, I put it on the beach, and then I put the uh, the water cooler on top of that, and then we have water for the whole day. And it's just great. Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, it is. All right. So, uh, yes, tap water at the shore is okay, but on tap plane, water on a plane. Pig piss. Yep, not, not good. Okay. So, uh, Or at least that's what pig some piss. flight attendants are saying. So keep that in mind. Would you like a little bit of pig piss before we take off? As you are flying somewhere. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, here's a dream job. I saw this website dedicated to reviewing and offering deals for uh, legal gambling sites called Bonus Finder. Is looking for a professional binge watcher. Job requires a person. Excuse me, a person to watch and review three series on Netflix while eating pizza takeout from various locations and will pay you $500. What? All right, I'll do it. Uh, the candidate will have to review each series based on story and plot lines. Are they assigned shows? That's a good, I would think so. And I don't All know right. why they're doing this. Because there's certainly enough people out there. It's to bring attention. It's an advertising thing for Netflix. It's got to be. No, it's, it's Bonus Finder, a website dedicated to reviewing and offering deals for legal gambling sites. What? Well, I don't know what, what to do. What? Uh, so anyhow, um, yeah, they'll have to rate the pizza uh, on several factors, and they will have to um, check out the uh, stability, acting quality, cheesiness, satisfaction of episode, and series ending. So yeah, right. I, I guess so- to me they're doing it in conjunction with... Uh, with Netflix, I'm not sure. They got the list here. Queen's Gambit, Bridgerton, mm-hmm. Lupin, Bling Empire, The Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer, which I just watched. It's awesome. Unbelievable. Cobra Kai, which you know is great. Surviving Death, Ozark, Virgin River, The Umbrella Cat. These are good choices. These are great shows. Yeah. Ratchet. Yeah. Oh, right. Ra- that's... The Nurse Ratchet. Okay. Yeah. Below um, Deck and it's... Other others. is a uh, show I have not watched yet. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Bridgerton, by the way, I watched a little bit. And my wife watched that whole thing. My God, did they screw a lot on that show? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was one scene where they were just banging all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Let's try it on this on my water caddy for the beach. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see what else I got. <laughs> uh, if you are still looking for the perfect mask, gaming equipment maker Razor has created a reasonable face mask. Featuring a medical-grade respirator and built-in microphone and amplifier. Oh, like uh, Batman. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dubbed Project Hazel, the mask, which is currently a concept not available to buy yet. Is that a nod to the 60s sitcom? Uh, Yes, Hazel, about the the maid. (laughs) (laughs) You end up looking like Shirley Booth. Uh, But addresses the environment. Mr. B. Environmental issues of disposable masks while enhancing the features of a multi-use personal uh, retroactive, re- no, I'm sorry, protective covering. Tell me something. Can you bleed? <laughs> uh, the company, a major hardware maker known for its computer mice and louse, to- louse tops. Hmm. Oh, what were you going to say? I need a new louse top. Laptops. <laughs> it's for my tiny bugs. They like to go online. <laughs> Says the mask uses an N95 multi-grade respirator. You, you want looking for a louse top? <laughs> detachable and rechargeable ventilators and airflow regulators. <laughs> uh, the ventilators can be recharged and sanitized by putting them inside the wireless charging box, which features disinfecting UV lights. Uh, the company said the waterproof, scratch-resistant mask is made from recyclable plastics, reducing its environmental impact further. And they're cleaned with uh, air, airliner water. 
Did you see the one that the guy was wearing that said the full helmet, the yeah. full bubble helmet thing? Kind of cool. It looked cool. Yeah. It looked all right. Yeah. You, you, also, you can you can join the cast of The Abyss 2 when you're done with right. that. Yeah. What guy was wearing that? I missed that. Uh, some rich dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who okay. it was. But it, it, yeah. Bubble Boy. Yeah, it looked like, um, uh, what, what's the the Alien movie? Um, as in as in a prequel to Alien. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, Alien. There's Alien, Aliens. No, the prequel. The Prometheus? Prometheus. Prometheus. Okay. Yeah, yeah look like I that. <laughs> That's where we got, uh, I like it, that sound. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, that sound. Like a lot of the I masks like are, like are questionable as far as their effectiveness. I think if you put a bubble on your head, you're probably yeah. doing pretty well. Uh, so, by the way, the mask uh, also has a microphone and amplifier that will enhance muffled speech. Wearers can customize their look by activating two uh, light, lighting zones with a choice of 16.8 million colors. 16.8 million colors. And a variety of dynamic lighting effects. Alfred, hook this up. Yeah. We got these masks from the Flyers last week. We got these masks from the Flyers. I really... This is my favorite mask I've, I've had Really? So Not far. the one I gave you? Thanks so much. Oh, shoot, man. <laughs> this is my second favorite mask. He got me a mask. It's Spaceballs, the mask. I love that. Uh, but what do you like about that? So it, the fit is really, really good. Um, so there, there's like a little nub that goes over the nose. That like It's not just like... It's a nub um, nose. But it, it yeah. has a... Um, it feels like a padded bra. Well, so there's a filter that goes in that, and that's the only issue. Why does it, it smell like your junk? I <laughs> don't know um, how often I'm supposed to change the filter. You don't. You, you don't? <laughs> do what I do. Just buy new masks. <laughs> Dude, I have so many I, masks. I have a ton of masks. It's ridiculous. Around the stick shift in my car, yeah. the, uh, they're, they're all around. There's about eight of them there. Yeah. So I had to take them off, off of the stick shift, Steve. To see if you were in drive. Well, <laughs> no, but... Um, I have this little net that goes in between my seats, and I just shove them all in. That's that, a good in, idea. In that, yeah. yeah. I have it where it, where it hangs in, in one of our vehicles. It hangs right over the, the seat heater, and I can't see what uh, temperature it's on. If I put it on, it's really a pain in the ass. But you know what I was wondering about? So the, the main mask that I wear is one I got from uh, a Stephen King uh, merchandise site, and it has the stand. It's yeah, got yeah. the logo of the, the I thought yeah. it, you know, I thought the virus and blah, 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 it all kind of played into that. And I'm hoping... That I don't lose it because eventually we're not going to be wearing masks. And right. I want to keep it as a souvenir, and I'm and, but I'm still wanting yeah. to be my regular mask that I wear most often. Can I recommend something? Sure. Do your best to keep the virus going. <laughs> Just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Never no, then it, cl- it includes my chance to. The longer right. I have it, the more chance I could lose it. Oh yeah. All right. You know, so All right. Nick Murphy just texted me and said I'm, I'm supposed to change the filter every day. Are you actually supposed to do that or? Uh, this is recommended that uh-huh. you wash your face mask every time you wear it, and you should change the filter every day. Yeah, I don't. Do oh, that. They said you're supposed to treat your masks like it's underwear. Okay, like it's Wait, supposed like to be you, like you wear underwear on your head. <laughs> no, but you, like so you wear it one day regular, then the next. So day, a week, a week, and then wash it. So you're saying a week <laughs> and, and occasionally piss and a little bit of poop in it. Wait, right. did I? Tell you guys that I saw a guy walking on Fayette Street in Conshohocken outside of Scoops Ice Cream. Uh, there it is. Wearing underwear as his mask. No. He had on tidy whities <laughs> as a mask. I don't, and like, I mean, was dead serious walking down the street by himself. I don't know if he didn't okay. have a mask. He was doing it to make people laugh. I don't know. Hold on. Was it, it was a pair of underwear it, or, or was it a pair of underwear cut into a mask? Nope. It was underwear. Full, like he could have taken it off and still worn it if he needed to. I like the idea of having a, of, of yeah. a tidy whities mask made from tidy whities. That'd, That'd be, be kind of cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. With the flap in front. Right. Um, so, like this, Kathy, like this picture? Um, so, kind of, except it was it didn't go down the center of his face, so he sort of, like, turned it sideways, and, like, the top of his head was through one of the leg holes. Okay. Huh. All right. I could rock that. <laughs> it was it. ridiculous. Yeah. I'm, uh, I bet you that mask exists. It has to. They but say things like, right. for example, if you have facial hair and you're wearing a mask, that that's problematic. Oh, re- oh yeah. Yeah. Meaning that point, point, it, it's not fit as, you know. I guess if, if you have a big, like, you know. Honking beard. Yeah, if you have a. Uh, this is just even a little bit, even nose hair. A Brent Porsche beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a ZZ Top. You're going to have uh, trouble with that. So, all right, well, anyhow, uh, they're coming out. Razor is coming out with this particular mask, or they're trying to put it together. And by the time they get it together in production, and, mm, and we'll and be good. Out, we'll, we hopefully won't need it. We have it, more so. vaccines coming out in a couple of weeks. All right, let's uh, see what else I have in the junk drawer. And I'm sorry I didn't curate this ahead of time. You should have. Uh. How about, uh, I'm sorry. I'm with underwear on my head. Uh, Massachusetts is the best state in which to raise a family. Yeah, I go to hell. According to the <laughs> website Wallet Hub, which uses metrics including education opportunities for what it called family fun, uh, the number of families with young kids, health care, and more. Is Wallet Hub by any chance a company out of Massachusetts? I didn't check on that. Mm. Uh, New Mexico came in as the worst state. In which to raise a family. I have the top ten. I don't have the full list here. Just tell um, us. Are we in it? So, I don't know. Let's find out because I forgot. <laughs> Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Dakota, New York. These are the top ten. All right. Vermont, New Hampshire, New Jersey. Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. And Utah. Go to hell. <laughs> the bottom ten were New Mexico, Mississippi, West Virginia, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Alabama, South Carolina, Arizona, and Nevada. You know, in every one of these places, there's a hell hole where you where you wouldn't want to be, and then there's yeah. other places where you know we, we there there are nice places. I think there's there's a little more nuance to these lists. Yeah, sure. we're like right in the middle. It looks like go to <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely pros and cons to yeah. each and in every single state. Listen. States are a large territory, large area. You can you find, can't pick them up. You can find great cities in every single state, and you can find really crappy cities in every single state. So, I think you need to be a little bit more specific yeah. as to where in these particular states we want to look Mister, and live and raise a family. Mister Man, Mister Man. <laughs> All right, that was a stupid one. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it just showed us again how the rest of the country pisses all over us. All right, how about this? We were talking about uh, checking our mental health earlier. Yes. If you've been feeling stressed out, you may want to scream, and you should, as it could help you feel better. So we had the discussion about primal scream therapy and the song Shout by Tears for Fears. Mm-hmm. And the, the jury's still out on as to whether or not that was actually a song about primal scream therapy. But it used to be all the rage for a while. Yes. Uh, Avi Klein, a psychotherapist, says, I think every emotion... You should do it! <laughs> we feel... <laughs> A little reverb on that, yeah. please. When uh, if you're gonna, you should do it. It's so therapeutic. He says, "I think every emotion that we feel has a kind of correlating action that goes along with it. It feels really good or even healthy to discharge that emotion." Discharge. Uh, John Norcross is a professor of psychology at the University of Scranton and says that no matter. How you vent your feelings out is a. I have a strange discharge. <laughs> it's a good way to relieve tension. 
Can you hit that again, please? Mother, I have a strange discharge. Okay. Uh, Klein notes that uh, simply screaming won't face your issues. We can't play the whole one. Can we? And I don't know times have changed. And you'll still have to face whatever it is that's bothering you and work through it even after taking the edge Dad, off. can I talk to you for a minute? Oh, Jesus. I have a strange discharge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just clipping the other. <laughs> well, yeah, the rest of it tells where the discharge There's came coming from. from yeah. And that's when Bill gets a little yeah. nervous. It's actually worse this way. Is it? I think, but 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 by his reckoning, it would probably be better. Well, maybe he got let out of the army, and it was strange, and he <laughs> yeah. got a strange discharge, and he wasn't. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? I have a strange discharge. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to read a book here, but yeah, please tell me about your drippy, drip, drippy weenie. Yes. <laughs> can I finish my steak first? Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? I have a strange discharge. I almost nailed, I nailed it so much better. I'll have to edit that down. I want to hear discharge. All right. The whole Dad, thing. can I talk to you for a minute? I have a strange discharge. There we go. Nailed it. Nailed it. And then... Mother, I have a strange discharge. <laughs> what would a normal one be? What would a non-strange yeah. discharge be? <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I have Froyo one... coming out my ass. This... <laughs> That's pretty strange, but probably more acceptable. <laughs> okay anyhow you should scream yeah if you if you're feeling stressed but it's not going to fix the problem no it's just going to take the it'll make you off. pass out it'll make you lightheaded and you'll fall asleep <laughs> for a minute or two have you watched the um the history of curse words the history of swearing just a little bit uh it's it's because they cover that yeah they cover uh why cursing is uh it can be good therapeutic for stress relief therapeutically yeah. yes is that it? Uh, it where it comes from? Your 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 urge uh, to say a curse word uh, comes from a very primal part of your brain. Uh, we've flight or fly, uh, fight or flight. We've the, talked the about area. Many things having to do with the 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 uh, yelling of expletives, and that there is a benefit to that, mm -hmm. and that. Um, where it's looked down upon, it's actually a very vital part of communication. Yep. In the uh, in in the first episode of that series, and it's uh, Nicholas Cage who hosts it. Yeah. They 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 dive right in. They go to the right. f they they go to the f word and they start with that, and uh, they have some very learned people that study these things for a living. They study linguistics, uh, study linguistics and and human emotion and stuff yeah. like that, and they they talk about the etymology of it. And there were there were people whose names. We're like, uh, they, they go through these examples and they're, it's like, um, you know, F wall and, yeah. and you know, yeah, they, they, these were legitimate last names of people or people's names. Oh, really? Yeah, was with the F word Could be, you... before it became what it is now. Can, so if with F wall, yeah, you could say the full name. Well, back then you could. Right. Yeah. But now, but that was before it became right. what it is. It didn't right. start off meaning. Uh, copulation. It, right, it, meant right. some other, it had some other connotations <laughs> to it, but eventually got turned into that and is hence a, One of my, a naughty word that we're not allowed to say. Do you know what's back up on my on my favorite list is F-Face. Mm. That's a great one. Is that that right, F-Face? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. All right, let me see what else I got here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Mother, I have a strange discharge. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, let's go back to the thing I started to accidentally read earlier. The, About the, uh, the weather? Yeah, 2020 was a record-breaking year for weather. Uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association uh, released that the United States had a record number of billion-dollar disasters. Let's reminisce about 2020, shall yeah, we? Yeah. Uh, the country saw 22 natural disasters that had more than a billion dollars worth of damages. It was like a billion. Like a billion. Uh, which smashed the previous record of 16, which was set in 2011 and 2017. Uh, this included one wildfire event, one drought event, three tornado outbreaks. Three tornadoes. Uh, seven tropical cyclones. And 10 severe weather events. Uh, Hurricane Laura was the costliest natural disaster last year with an, at $19 billion in damages, followed by the Western Wildfires and then the Midwest Dereco, which has now caused $11 billion Not in damages. Not the Dereco. Yeah, D E R E C H O. What is that? Uh, or Derecho. I'm not sure how you pronounce Derecho. it. What's that, Nick? It's a derecho. Casey, the uh, tornado that we saw in Ridley Creek State Park, that was caused by a derecho. It's a, a wind wall. We had one that came through Pennsylvania last year. It moves really fast. Uh, it's They don't happen that often. Um, but it's, yeah, that's how you... Horizontal shear, Nick? Is that... Derecho. Is that, is that, is that, so it very, very um, high velocity horizontal winds? It's just a storm, a line of storms that moves really fast with really high winds. So the line of the storm itself moves very quickly, but it, it, it stretched all the way across Pennsylvania, um, with the one that came through last year. Okay. Citizens of the ratio. Uh, so last year's hurricane season was extremely active, having 30 named tropical cyclones, 12 of which were hurricanes, and five major hurricanes, which is a Category 3 or higher rated storm. Seven of the 30 tropical cyclones were billion-dollar disasters like last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they caused a total damage of $40.1 billion. It was also the most active year for wildfires. Remember that? The Colorado wildfire, it was out of hand, man. A ton of stuff, yeah. I uh, saw the largest, three largest wildfires in their history, and California saw their fifth and sixth largest wildfires in history. A total In total, wildfires burned 10.3 million acres of land. And and you know this is just in the U.S. because you recall yeah. Australia. Oh yeah, it was horrible. It was nailed, man. They were they were really uh, destroyed. Uh, and the Midwest Dereco, as Nick had said, that traveled 770 miles, uh, which impacted areas uh, from South Dakota to Ohio as well. 500 damaging wind reports were recorded over multiple states on August 10th. All 22 disasters at this point caused 95 billion dollars in damages. Ooh. So it was a very um, it's a great year, traumatic yeah, right. uh, weather year as well. So just a just a look back. All right, Casey's telling me I got to wrap what? up. That's it. That's what? It's time for in the junk draw up. Uh, let's take a break and come back and get into the bizarre file because I got uh, multiple stories to share with you. So we'll do that very thing coming back in a moment. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's band is Party Muscles. Party Muscles, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. 
I thought you dropped the F bomb for oh, just a second there, I did. Kathy. You I said did. it was closed for construction. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said it was closed F instruction. <laughs> oh. And it just, my ears heard it for a moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Hang on a second there. Man. Potty mouth. I thought you were laughing at the UTI. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, but I do have some stories I want to share, so let's stop messing around and get right into it. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre Final. Yeah! Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. A Bozeman man who reportedly pulled a gun on a gun counter clerk... And a customer Thursday, after being told there was no 9mm ammunition available at the store, faces a felony assault with a weapon charge. Yeah, some balls if you're pulling a gun on somebody in a gun store. Yes. Zachary A. Branson's bail was set at $50,000. Officers responded to Murdoch's Ranch and Home Supply after receiving a report of a customer pulling a gun on a gun counter clerk and customer. The manager reported to law enforcement that Branson approached the counter inquiring about the availability of 9mm ammunition. Once he learned there was none in stock, Branson reportedly became verbally belligerent and began swearing and insulting the manager. Branson was approached by another man who told him to stop swearing and leave the store. Branson then reportedly turned to the man and canted his body to the right in a tactical stance moved his clothing away from his waistband, and placed his right hand on the grip of a black-colored pistol. Are you ready for this? Uh, Branson began to draw the pistol from the holster, but did not remove it completely from the holster. Branson left the store. When an employee approached Branson's vehicle, the man reportedly made the same movement of drawing his weapon. The employee told law enforcement that he feared Branson would draw the firearm and discharge it, so he backed off and let Branson drive away. The gun counter manager confirmed the the verbal altercation. Uh, The manager thought that Branson was going to shoot the man in the store, so they arrested him. Yeah, you got to. Listen. But yes, pulling a gun on somebody in a gun store. In a gun store? Not a good idea. The guy's lucky he walked out of there. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island, Department of Health Director uh, Scott had ordered the emergency suspension of a doctor's license after investigators determined that he deliberately exposed patients and staff to COVID-19 and presented a danger to the community. Deliberately? That's what they say. Dr. Anthony Farina was uh, suspended from uh, practicing medicine until further order. Farina's one of my favorite breakfast treats. Uh, for an over... And he, this man this is man ruined has sullied it. it. Uh, it's for an overall pattern of unprecedented willful misconduct. Uh, witness testimony uh, shared that uh, he had exposed staff and patients to COVID after becoming symptomatic in late November... They reported that Farina continued to work even after testing positive days later, continuing to see patients while wearing an N95 mask with his nose exposed, all in violation of rules and regulations. Mm. One staff member complained that Farina altered his medical records to make it appear that he was asymptomatic until days after he showed symptoms. What a turd. Uh, Farina continued to see patients while knowingly sick. Uh, He passed the virus to employees. You are sick. That's sick. Farina the attorney for the prosecution. This man knowingly did it while he was sick. <laughs> Cowper for the prosecution. Premier Thursday night at six. Oh, it's a show. Yeah. Cowper for the prosecution. The Farina dis- <laughs> uh, disputed the allegations in a statement. Other violations by Farina include numerous substan- substantiated, substantial, uh, substantiated evidence complaints. Sick. <laughs> 
And he turns to the, when that happens, he turns to the camera. Sick. <laughs> Sick. That he failed to forward medical <laughs> records after patients left the practice, that he neglected to refer one patient to need to, that needed a specialist. Name's Cowper. Cowper for the prosecution. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Prescribed opioids to an immediate family member and charge an insurer for non-existent, in, in, non-existent treatment. This man is non-insected. Okay. Sick. <laughs> in addition, patients and staff complained that he yelled through things and employed intimidation, creating in a hostile environment. So, guy's not a very good doctor overall. Uh, a head teacher has apologized to students after parents. Uh, I mean, he's apologized to uh, to students af- and parents after a lazy teacher sent an offensive worksheet to hundreds of children. This is in the UK. All right. Uh, year seven students were surprised when they downloaded the art worksheet, which clearly had not been checked before it was sent out. Instead of sending a suitable worksheet. The teacher sent out a meme by mistake. A meme titled How to Draw an Owl. On the first appearance, it looks like a tutorial. Right. With the first instruction being draw, it, it says draw two circles and it shows two circles. And the second instruction show an owl, shows an owl and it just says draw the rest of the effing owl. <laughs> no. So it's a joke. <laughs> right, right. And uh, the teacher didn't look at it. Uh, the head teacher, Scott Wilson, said the teacher did I not. I kind of like that. I do too. Did not spot the word uh, before sending the work out and immediately took it down after complaints. I would be thrilled to get this. Before issuing an apology uh, for any offense caused. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks like it's a real tutorial. Draw draw some circles. And then number two, there's a fully ornate, well-drawn owl. And it just says, draw the rest of the effing owl. And that's how you draw it out. <laughs> One last story. Uh, terrible story. But uh, operators of a towering New York City tourist attraction... Closed the structure until further notice this week following multiple suicides at the site. Oh, boy. It's called the Vessel in Hudson Yards. On the far west side of Manhattan has been the scene of three deaths by suicide since it opened last year. It's this really beautiful-looking array of staircases. It's this really odd-looking thing. Uh, But people have been jumping off of it. Yeah. Yeah, we... uh... It's just horrible. The suicide rate has skipped up dramatically, and, and, and things like this present an opportunity, and they got. I guess people they have to monitor them. S- they, they see it yeah. as a as a beautiful place, and, right. and they want to do that. Uh, now, operators of the 150 foot set of spiraling staircases uh, will close it while they consult with suicide prevention experts. As of Wednesday night, the structure is listed as currently closed. So we're looking at it. I assume it's just for. Like a, viewing, yeah, yeah like like I, like, a, like, like a, it has like no a, it has no purpose other than an being, installation, as they say. Yeah, 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 it's really cool looking. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Sick. Let's take a break and come back in a second, and we'll ask the lesson question from today, and see if you know the answer. We'll have a prize to give away with that. We'll do the stupid. I'm sorry. We'll do the trash and music news too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Pretty beautiful looking day today. We're going to have partly cloudy skies. I have about 45. Same thing tomorrow. And then uh, cooling off a little bit Wednesday. We'll only top out around 36. So big drop. 10 degree drop. And then we'll be back into the low 40s shortly after that. Sick. That's right. Thank you. 
Cowper for the prosecution. Cowper for the prosecution. That is the uh, the name of the show. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question. Today we give away a digital download of The Stand-In starring Drew Barrymore. And the question I... Uh, yeah, why not? Who did Bill Clement's mustache once date? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Clement, longtime uh, personality here in Philadelphia, athlete and personality, and he has... Um, He's hung up his microphone, but we found this out. His mustache actually dated somebody else's mustache. Who was that? 215-263-WNMR. And while you're calling in, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by AutopartsExpert.com. Hard to find brand name parts. Available same day. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Caitlyn Jenner is reportedly primed for a cameo in the upcoming Sex in the City revival series. From what we understand, the girls will have a meet-cute with Caitlyn outside the Empire State Building after she gets shot off of it by planes. Oh! It happened yesterday. Legendary Betty White turned 99 years old and was deluged with cards, emails, and gifts from fans around the world. White did admit to feeling a little pressure to make it to 100, but says she will continue with her favorite hobby, wiping the sweat off of improperly stored dynamite. Wow. Oh, my God. And finally, Blake Shelton is vowing to lose his extra 20 quarantine pounds by the time of his wedding to Gwen Stefani. For her part, Stefani is looking to peel off just a little more weight so she can fit into the wedding dress last worn by her favorite Barbie doll. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's uh, find someone who knows the answer to this question. Uh, Who did Bill Clement's mustache once date? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Gary for the answer. Uh, Hi, Gary, you are on the air. Hey, Gary, so uh, do me a favor. Tell me who Bill Clement's mustache once dated. Uh, John DeBella. John DeBella's mustache. Yes, you are correct. Way to go, Gary. You nailed it. All right, hang on. We're going to get your information, and (laughs) we're going to give you a digital download of the stand-in. Starring Drew Barrymore. You can stream it instantly on your smart TV or favorite device with the Redbox app today. God. <laughs> Rated R from Paramount Pictures. I love it when he does he, that. He uh, hasn't picked the instrument up in a while, but you can't tell. No. Nope, not, he, not at all. Yeah, it's, like I'm, I'm blessed. Yep. All right, here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, brought to you this morning by Visit Philly. Explore the full craft beer trail at visitphilly.com slash beer. Ooh. Well, we to- spoke about this earlier this morning, but uh, legendary record producer and convicted murderer Phil Spector is dead at age 81, according to Billboard. Uh, Spector, who was renowned uh, for his famed Wall of Sound record productions of the early 60s, died on January 16th of reportedly COVID-related issues at Stockton, California's healthcare facility, uh, California State Prison. <clears throat> Specter had been serving a 19-year sentence for a 2009 murder conviction of the 2000 shooting death of actress Lana Clarkson at his Los Angeles home. And Lana Clarkson, by the way, just for the record, was supposedly the nicest person, very helpful. She, A couple of people have posted online about remembering the person that she was. I right. mean, you know... 
Phil, listen, Phil Spector has a legend that you can't argue with, but he, he took the life of someone who's apparently was just a, a wonderful person. Donna Clarkson, the mother of Lana, had uh, uh, had said in a statement, uh, Lana Clarkson was a warm, compassionate, kind, loving woman who would have been 58 years old now. Her energy, brightness, and love of life had sustained her family since her murder 18 years ago. In the years prior to Clarkson's murder, Spectre was known in the music business as an extremely eccentric, mentally unstable, and often violent recluse, uh, crippled at the prospect of being compared against his watershed early 60s works. Spectre is best remembered for co-writing and producing such hits as Be My Baby, Baby I Love You, and Walking in the Rain by the Ronettes. You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. He's a Rebel and Do Do Run Run by the Crystals. Uh, to me, today I Met the Boy I'm Gonna Marry by Darlene Love. To Know Him Is to Love Him by the Teddy Bears and River Deep Mountain High by Ike and Tina Turner. It's a great song. Among others. He also worked on uh, the Beatles' release Let It Be, as well as John Lennon's albums, John Lennon Plastic Ono Band, Imagine, Sometime in New York City, and Rock and Roll, and George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, the concert for Bangladesh and Living in the Material World. His 70s credits include Dion, Cher, and Leonard Cohen, among others. Although during the 2000s, Spectre produced sessions for Celine Dion and British indie rock band Star Sailor. None of the material has been released. His last fully completed production project was the Ramones' 1980 End of the Century album. After that, Spectre co-produced Yoko Ono's 1981 Season of Glass album. But that was pretty much it for him. Uh, so he leaves behind a lot of music, but uh, 19, uh, he made it to uh, 81 and died while in prison. So it's wild how where life can take him, man. We're looking at a series of pictures and mug shots. Wow. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, and he was, he was a, a, a more diminutive guy, and I think he had sort of a... Um, an inferiority thing. That's why yeah. he was always brandishing a firearm. Yeah, yeah. And he wore these outrageous wigs, too. Yeah. It just looks ridiculous. Yeah. All right. This is pretty funny. New Radicals. This band yeah. right here. Broke up in 1999. Just months after the release of this album. They, like, did not last any time at all. No. The the essence of a one-hit wonder. Uh, big time. Yeah. Because this song still gets played. It's a great song. It is a great song. I still love this song. Uh, but on Wednesday, the band will reunite for the first time in 22 years to perform their hit single as part of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's virtual parade across America inauguration event. I have to wonder who's the big fan, who put the request in. I think it's her, uh, Kamala's husband. Well, is yeah, so, so there's two things. Number one is that, yes, her husband, and I've, I've got the, the story here. Let me, let me go through a little bit of this yeah. first, though. Uh, but, uh... New Radicals uh, will close the parade that takes place after the swearing-in ceremony. Uh, the front man, Greg Alexander, said in a statement, there's one thing on earth that would possibly make us get the band, get to back together, if only for a day, is the hope that our song could be even the tiniest beacon of light in such a dark time. So during the campaign, the song became the walk-on music of choice for Kamala Harris's husband, Doug Emhoff. But Joe Biden has talked about the, how the song became important to their family during his son, Bo Biden's final days. He said, during breakfast, Bo would often make me listen to what I thought was his theme song, You Get What You Get by the New Radicals. He wrote that in his memoir called Promise Me, Dad. Uh, Alexander added, 
Uh, performing the song again after such a long time is a huge honor because we all have deep respect for Bo's military service and such high hopes for the unity and normalcy Joe and Kamala will bring uh, our country once again in this time of crisis. So there's a personal connection to uh, that to makes Joe. sense. Then I'm yep. like, who pulled this one out of their ass? Yep. Um, there's also a Philadelphia connection here as well because I think they're performing it from a soundstage here in Philly. Oh, now that I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. So he went on to the the guy, the lead, uh, wrote some songs for other people, um, and um, has produced right. Yeah. The thing I remember most I about these guys I is know. they they played our our uh, winter concert. Yeah, the festival. They played yeah. the, they, at they the Electric played, Factory. Played the Y100 Festival at the Electric Factory, and they open with this song, and we're like, "Wow, okay, yeah." This is, I mean, and it was a huge hit yeah. at the time, and they played them. Nobody knew any of the other songs they played, and then they closed with it too. They <laughs> yep. played it twice, which I guess whatever. Hey, we're, we're, what like, the hell? we're like, are they really doing that again? All right, they're doing it again. Okay, but anyway, and there was like some guy on stage with like a zoot suit on or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I remember, uh, and I've forgotten the girl's name, uh, who was a backup singer for the Yeah, band. she was actually on, she oh. was the little girl on Archie Bunker's place. Correct. And she was sort of pretty attractive looking. She, she's very attractive. Yeah. And um, she had a little bit of a singing career. Actually, I had dinner with her one night when the record labels were taking yeah. her around. How was she? Was she cool? She was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was a looker. Uh, very much so. And Casey's going to look up. I, I have. It begins with a B. Her last name begins with a B, right? I don't remember. Mm. Um, uh, uh, can I buy a vowel? Look up, uh, look up Archie Bunker's place. And uh, Danielle Brisebois. Danielle Brisebois. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Brisebois. Brisebois. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's Danielle Brisebois. So I wonder if she'll be in with New Radicals or not. I'm not uh, Alexander and New Radicals co-founder Danielle Brisebois received an invitation to take part in the uh, parade. Well, there you go. Yep. And then, okay. um, yeah, and then I believe it is going to be performed. At a soundstage in Philadelphia somewhere. And I wonder if that is the case, if we know, we have to know somebody who's responsible for that. Sure. Yeah. You know, somebody like Michael Comstock from uh, Injury Recording Studios, who does the, the Camp Out for Hunger for us, I'm sure. Joe yeah, Exotic. Somebody, <laughs> Joe Exotic. We no, don't really know him, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody knows him, really. So. Yeah. Get what you can. I need love and really, really. It says here it's Alexander's adopted hometown. That's what he calls us, Philadelphia. So, uh, that was a great show that night. All right. So, anyhow, uh, the Inauguration Day celebrations will also feature performances from Bruce Springsteen, Foo Fighters, Justin Timberlake, Lady Gaga, John Bon Jovi, Demi Lovato, John Legend, and others. Former Guns N' Roses guitarist Gilby Clark offered up the backstory as to how he was shut out of the band's current chapter, which features, of course, Axl Rose slash Duff McKagan. Uh, he was speaking in an interview and said, uh, they didn't ask me to join the band. They asked me to come out and do a guest appearance with the band. And it just happened to be the day that I was in Chicago with my daughter. Her band was playing Lollapalooza, and I'm actually her roadie. He said, I don't think anybody would know how to tune a guitar if I wasn't there. Just kidding. But, yeah. It was just bad timing, and I said, look, I think it's a great idea. I'm up for it. I just can't do it today. And they literally asked me that day, and I never heard back from him again <laughs> after that. Uh, so he does have a solo album out. It is called The Gospel Truth, and it is set for release sometime this year. And then one last thing. Paul Stanley has announced the March 5th release 
of Now and Then, his long-awaited R&B set by his sideband Soul Station. He's a big R&B dude. You're right. The group has played sold-out club dates in the U.S. and Japan, and with the uh, debut album featuring 14 tracks, five originals, and nine classic covers. Among the covers included are the debut cover single of the Five Stair Steps, Five Stair Steps, Ooh Child. Uh, the Temptations, Just My Imagination. Huh. The Delphonics, La La Means I Love You. And a pair of Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Evergreens, Tracks My Tears, and Ooh, Baby, Baby. He's got like 51 Ooh, people in his band. Baby, baby. Uh, he said, long before I ever heard the great British bands, I grew up listening to Philly Soul, Motown, and so much more. I was lucky to see Otis Redding and Solomon Burke, among others. That music and its storytelling gave me strength and hope, even in some tough days. The great classics of that era are magical medicine for most of us, and I felt myself drawn back to that era for some sorcery I think we could all use. So he's got that coming out on March 5th. And that's it. That's what I got for you in music news this morning. Done so. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I've just been handed word that Pierre's not in today, but... The great Ray Coob is. Oh! So we get to see Coob here in just a moment. So we'll return in a second. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR has been to some strange places. And now we're at radio.com. Come visit. Day number one. Title work week. Gone. On this Monday morning, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Hopefully a uh, day of service that you're uh, able to do that. Uh, today, and uh, we do appreciate you being on board. We did not have a no sad dough day today, but fear not, that returns tomorrow. We'll get back on it again. And seven chances each and every day for your chance to win uh, 500 bucks. Pretty sweet deal. Real easy to do. Uh, details are available at uh, WMMR.com. Pierre Robert with the day off. We have the one and only Mr. Ray Koo. Hey! Good morning, gang. How you doing? In our studio, we're good, man. How are you? I'm good. Nice I got to see everybody on this side. Usually, I see you on Monday mornings, coming off the overnight. You know, right? And I, you guys are all bright and cheerful, and ready to go. Yeah, we do our prayer sessions. We do our calisthenics in the parking lot. A little worn out here at yeah, ten thirty quarter. But you've been on this. You've been here before. Yes. Yeah. It's nice to be on this yeah. side with you guys and hey, in for Pierre today. By the way, there's, first blocks there's a text that says, "Does Kathy know Ray Coob went to William Tennant High School?" Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. You did too. No, I did not. But oh. um, but she can say it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, Dennis is the assistant superintendent in the district. Oh. oh. Did not know that. About that. You yeah, it was a long related. time ago. Uh, <laughs> it was a few years ago. Did you ever find yourself in trouble with the disciplinarians at William Tennant High School? We had a guy, now I'm trying to remember his name, uh, Mr. Garvin. Mr. Garvin. And anyone who went there in the 70s and 80s knows who I'm talking about, man. He was a strict disciplinarian. Really? He was a no-nonsense Assistant guy. principal? Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. It, usually the, the enforcer is the assistant principal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the nice guy whose brother actually was a year ahead of me in school was the principal. So he was like the cool guy. They yeah. were good cop, bad cop, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody remembers Mr. Garvin. Okay. Didn't end like up dresser, his... white socks. Yeah. Didn't, pants. End, didn't end up in his office, did you? No, no. Okay. Actually, I, 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 
you know, I stayed clear of that guy yeah, you know, right. as much as I could. Good. I was I was a good kid. You were cutting class. Yes. <laughs> right, well, couldn't find me. One of the things we need to do since you're going to be in for Pierre, and we'll find out what you have coming up on the show here in a moment, we got to do our letter of the day first. You got to help out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter T. As in? Tuesday. All right. Yeah. Which is tomorrow. And, by the way, we're going to be giving away, I should have told you it was 20 digital movies. We probably would have said T is in 20 digital movie downloads, but I didn't tell you that. Including 300 Beetlejuice, Blade, Buddy Games, Fat Man, Full Metal Jacket, The Goonies, and Tenet. And a bunch others. So, for complete list, yes. (laughs) It could have been Tenet. Uh, click contest at uh, WMMR.com. Uh, real quick, before I uh, do anything else, I want to thank uh, Nick for checking in. The reason he sounds strange today is he is broadcasting from home. Nick feeling a little bit under the weather, but not enough under the weather to not be a part of the program. And so we, <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's why we didn't want him here. He's got some issues. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe welcome. maybe back tomorrow. We'll see about that. Hope so. Uh, what's up on the program today, sir? Well, uh, got to do the coffee break. And even though Pierre's not here today, got to do that. Honoring uh, Dr. King as well and doing the workforce blocks and uh, getting us through the day. It's a little bit easier for me not having to do the uh, the sad dough bro. You know? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah, sad dough bro. It's all good. Sad but, uh, because that's pretty intense. I've been, I've been in here when we've been doing that before. You can chill out. You can spark up if you want. I'm very relaxed. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody says anything, I'll keep the door closed. Yeah. And if anybody says anything, I'll say uh, Steve the, said it was okay. The yeah, office is closed. None of the higher ups are around. That's right. All right. Ray Coop's going to take good care of you. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, too, guys. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors, also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and by Visit Philly. Explore the full craft beer trail at visitphilly.com slash beer. Tomorrow on the program, as we were saying, it's the return of No Sad Dough, and I'm sure we'll find a few other things. Maybe Cowper for the prosecution. Cowper. Sick. I don't know. Sick. Cowper for the prosecution. Sick. (laughs) That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. (laughs) Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Good morning, guys. This is Anthony. I'm the owner of Basil Mason Restoration in Williamstown, New Jersey. Uh, we work in Haddonfield to AC and everywhere between. We do restoration work of chimneys, walls, steps, anything brick, stone, block, small business, one-man operation right now. Uh, Facebook.com slash Basil Masonry. You want to see some photos of our work? And check us out on uh, HomeAdvisor.com. See uh, over 55-star reviews. Really appreciate this opportunity and uh, hope I get aired. <laughs> Next message. Hi. Jeannie here from Homeward Bound Pet Adoption Center. We are an open admission shelter that cares for more than 5,000 furry friends annually. We have the highest save rate in the region at over 95%, and we need your help to continue serving the abused, neglected, and forgotten animals of South Jersey. We're open for adoptions, vaccinations, microchipping, and even spay-neuter surgeries. You can even check out our adoptables online at www.homewardboundnj.org. Stop by today and find your new best friend. 
the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.